You're listening to the Opie and Anthony channel on Sirius XM. The Ron and Fez show starts. Come on. Now!
Let's get down to it, boppers. Yeah, let's get down to it, boppers. It's the Ron and Fez show on what science tells us is a Thursday, November the 7th. Sky is falling. Sky is falling. Somewhere a satellite, hopefully not one of the Sirius XM satellites, is ready to come down. Uh, slam people into the head. Some of the pieces will weigh at least 200 pounds. If you're hitting the head, you get either a stuffed animal or tickets to save. So at the end of the summer, uh, you can get the portable TV. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is part of the million days of Christmas. What's the big prize we have for today? Happy Holidays! It's the Million Days of Christmas presented by the Ron and Fez Show. Coming up, your chance to win. Today's prize, Season 1 of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, signed by Sarah Michelle Geller. Because nothing says Christmas more than Sarah Michelle Geller slaughtering supernatural beings. Mm. It's the Ron and Fez Show's Million Days of Christmas. I don't remember if people remember Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But she actually played the part of Sarah Michelle Gellar. She just played herself. It was a one-camera type show. And she went around uh, killing people. It was an exciting, exciting program. You know, and everyone made a a big deal about The Wire. Forget that. This girl was killing vampires. Uh, Fez Marie Watley, uh, back in the news. Actually, a couple things are in the news today. Uh, One, you, the listeners... uh, over on an iBang article, uh, were picked up by Time.com. And Chris Stanley, what exactly did they say in that article about the uh, the commenters to the show? Um, open uh, mockery. Of uh, acu- the rape pants. To accusations of blaming the victims for the rape pants article. <laughs> Anti-rape pants. Right. So when you comment on the interrobang.com, uh, you are really considered more of a mocker. Yeah. You got the mods, you got the rockers, uh, and then like John Lennon, you're a mocker. Well, I just hope these mock, uh, these anti-rape pants just get out there on the, into the into the marketplace. Well, thanks to the mocking people over at the iBank.com. So give yourselves all a big applause. And then Fez Watley back in the news with synesthesia. Now, I will before we even get into the article. I'm sure most people are not familiar with the mental illness, the genetic mutant that is somebody with synesthesia. These are the type of people that can hear colors, they can smell numbers. Like the X-Men, they come in all kinds of freaks. Now, I am not making that up. Uh, You can go and look it up online. It is an actual thing. And you will not be surprised that this freak illness is shared by our own Fez Watley. Now, Fez, how does your synesthesia work? When I see, in two ways. First of all, when I see a person, I see a number. Mm -hmm. Every person has a number, one through nine. What would you say I was? You're a five. Can I just say something to you? Don't take it the wrong way. I'm not a number. I feel like a number, but damn it. I'm a man, I'm not a number. And there I am, quoting Bob Seger. Now, uh, I'm a what, a nine? No, you're a five. Hmm. Which, on any grade level, would be failing. Uh, What is Chris Stanley? Chris Stanley is a six. 
What is, let's say, Tim Sabian? Oh. I've never given you him before. No, he's a one. So he's first. See, it has nothing to do with like a one through ten numerical importance. And yet you do give everybody one through ten. Every one sing- through nine, yeah. Every single person you see, you give one. What is Opie? Opie is a three. Anthony. Anthony is a nine. And Jimmy Norton? Jimmy Norton is a two. So none of us are the same number. This is really weird. Who? What's Pips? Pips is a seven. Sevens and fives are the ones that come the clearest to me. Like a lot of times, like I, if I look at Chris Stanley, sometimes I'll see it. Uh, he's definitely a six, but I'll have to des- I'll have to take a second to decide if he's an eight, a four, or a six. He's definitely a six. Pips definitely a seven. Ronnie B definitely a five. Sonny Jurgensen, I assume, is a five. I think that was his number. Actually, he's a two. That's stupid. Um, all right, so that's how your synesthesia works. That's one of the ways it works. Um, and if we... David Letterman is a... Five. All right. That's good company. That's, yeah, me and David Letterman. Five team. Up yours, okay? It's me and Letterman. Uh, what is Jay Leno? Jay Leno is... Wow, what's Jay Leno? Jay Leno's a six. All right, me and Jay Leno. Uh, wow, let's, come on, Jay Leno's Backstabbers. <laughs> no. By the way, did you watch Chris Elliott last night? I did not on see Letterman? No, no. Slayed it. Crazy, weird. Chris Elliott's Unmasked, which we will be playing later. We'll give you the dates on that. One of my favorite of all time. It was I one actually, of my favorite twos. I, I, uh, oh, he's a two. He's a two. Who else do we know that's a two? Didn't that come up? Jimmy Norton's a two. All right. I see. Funny people are twos. Um, so that's how that works. I got Funny it people are twos. No, you don't even know how it works. No, I have no. It has nothing to do with even how they look. It's just something that appears to me. Sevens are very definite. Fives are very definite. Okay, but let me just ask you this: Aren't you curious why that happens? Would this would keep me up at night if I said I have categorized the human race, but I don't know how or why I do it? No, I would be seriously scratching at myself. It never really bothered me all that much because it started when I was in kindergarten. When I, I remember sitting in church as a kindergartner, pre-kindergartner, nursery school, looking around the church at different people and saying, well, that person's a four. Uh, here's John. John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Quick questions. Uh since Johnny Hard Rock has lost 150 pounds, does his number change? And what's the subway guy? Uh, Johnny Hard Rock, still a six, even with the weight loss. Still a six. Me still Leno. can't get out of that. No. Me, me, Leno, and fucking Johnny Hard Rock. That's actually a pretty good de- squad you're putting together there. All right. I, 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 if you find a leader, I think he can pull you guys together and you'll have a championship season. <laughs> I would like to get everyone to fight number versus number. Uh, I'm going to give you another one. Barack Hussein Obama. Barack Hussein Obama is a nine. Hmm. Chris Christie. Chris Christie is a four. Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton is a two. George Bush. George W. Bush or George H. W. Bush. Well, let's go W first. I'm going to work backwards. George H. W. George W. Bush is an eight. 
My subway uh, crush is an eight. Oh, looks like. Do you also have a crush on Bush? No, I don't. I've never liked Bush. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're talking about like the pubic hair surrounding a vagina. Yeah. Um, Kevin, Kevin in Houston, you're on the Run of Fish show. Hey, brother. Yeah. Ronnie, I just want to thank you and and tell you that it's an absolute pleasure listening to this radio show for the past six years and listening to a radio personality absolutely go batshit crazy on the radio. You it, have fucking lost your mind, and it is wonderful to listen to it, every day. I've been doing this for Rainbow years Fest. before I went crazy. I will say this. It's incredibly unique. It's an incredibly unique experience to listen to this show. I've never heard about synesthesia before Feds explained his whole synesthesia thing. Well, I will, numbers to people. I will tell you how I found out that he had it. It was a newspaper article that I was reading, and Fez said something along the... I'm reading it on the air, and he goes, Yeah, but don't you think that's just the way that we categorize people? Like, you're a five, and, and I'm like, What are you talking about, <laughs> dude? You don't do this, too? So then he started to say... You know, like when you categorize people in your head, what number they are. And I'm like, no, I don't know what you mean by that. In fact, you're insane. I didn't even know it was a thing. You thought everyone did it? I thought everyone did it. I thought it was a childhood game that I played. Well, what happens, the more I've read about it, there are things in the brain that can misfire. Right. Now... Oddly, there are a lot of musicians who see the colors of music, and it's one of the ways that they're able to harmonize, blend music. Yeah, and I went back and uh, after Fez told me about this, of course I got you know crazy obsessed. <laughs> but there are some famous people who've had this. And again, um, they tend to be more creative types. But I think even some analytical thinkers, some uh, scientists can look at math problems and see colors. That's crazy. But like Fez, they can't really explain it, why it happens that way. Or um, maybe use it to their advantage? Or it's just something that exists? Something that It's just like that's how they see things. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know how you you verbalize things on that level. You know, I don't know how you can uh, explain it at all. Um, Sean, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Uh, Fez, just wondering if you categorized animals in the same way. As a dog, do you see number dogs? No, it's just people. Only like famous dogs like a lassie. What about like a monkey boy or a cat girl? Uh, coming up in a couple of minutes, uh, we're going to talk to a very, very cool actor. The one and only Stephen Dorff is going to stop in. He's got that movie, The Motel Life, in select theaters, iTunes, and on demand Friday, November 8th. It's our own Chris Stanley's uh, movie of the year. Chris Love Stanley, it. a... Hotshot radio producer, as well as movie reviewer. Motel Life, movie of the year, possibly decade. No, I I loved it. I loved the Motel Life. I, I loved did. it because you live in it, basically. <laughs> uh, Adam in Minnesota, you're on the Run of Fest show. 
Uh, I'm wondering if uh, Todd has the same disorder as Fez, as in numbering people. Yeah, that's something we share because Todd had it first. There was no Fez then. There wasn't a Fez in pre-kindergarten. Fez never went to school, and he doesn't read. <laughs> Fez might be illiterate. Uh, Brad, you're on the run of Fez show. Shut up, Six. Hiya, buddies. Uh, yeah. Fezzy, what, what number do you see when you look in the mirror? I have never seen a number of, of myself. Thanks. I have no idea what number I am. I know what you are. What? Zero. Hey. Get it? Yes. Painfully, yes. I hope someone else says what number am I, and then I call them a zero, too. And that'll be my thing that I keep doing to people. Stephen Dorff, what does it say? Stephen Dorff is a seven. I was hoping it would be a six. I'm like, hey, Stephen Dorff, me, you, Leno, Hard Rock Johnny. <laughs> he doesn't know any. He doesn't know Hard Rock Johnny. He will, because we're all sixes. Uh, stupid sixes. No. Flipper wants to know what he is. Flipper is a six. All right. Dope addicts are fucking sixes. <laughs> Starting to pick up on that. We're all together. Now, I don't know. People are actually writing in. Do other people with synesthesia see uh, numbers the same way? No, synesthesia is just a... Just like the mutants in, in, in X-Men, they all get their own weird thing. Wow. Some people can smell colors... Some people can uh, hear colors. That's wild, man. Synesthesia's people need like a Professor X to just get them all together and just harness that power. For Here's one for you. Let's let's go back to Stephen Dorff. Could he play characters that are different numbers? Could he play a three character or an eight character, or is he always a lowly shitty six? No, it's six he's a seven. Great. Hold on, excuse me. I'm doing science right now, Chris. I'm just defending sixes. I mean, you're right about the shitty sixes, but he's a seven. I thought we called him a six. He's a six. No, he's a seven. Steven Dorff? Yeah. We just called him a six a minute ago. No, Chris wanted to include him. Oh, okay, good call. But no, right. he's a seven. All right, he's a cool seven. You're trying to rewire my brain. No, I really am not. I actually, believe it or not, got confused. <laughs> um... <laughs> Here's uh, East End Rob. You're on the run of Fez show. Whoops. East End Rob. Fez, Fez what, uh, what number would you describe yourself as and the color? He, he doesn't describe himself. I don't himself. have one for oh, me. Okay, well, then how about this one? What number and color would you describe, say, Todd is? Don't have it. It just doesn't appear. They're trying to trick you into uh -huh. that. Uh, Andrew in Virginia, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Um... I'm trying to uh, figure this out, much like uh, the rest of your radio audience. And I think a good one is, uh, what number is Mikey D, says? Oh, God, he's a six with two more sixes behind it. So is he really a six? He's really a six. <laughs> so, all right, so now we got it. People who have problems with sixes. People who annoy you are sixes. Hard Rock Johnny, Jay Leno, Chris Stanley, Ouch. Mikey D. I'm proud to be a six. I don't care. I don't care. I'm proud to be a six and have my fellow sixes around me. Mike in Delaware, you're on the Running Fest show. I was curious, uh, when you go to the bar to pick a guy up, do you look for a specific number? Like, are you attracted to a number, or is it 
anything goes. Now, I wouldn't say I was attracted to a certain number, but sevens really stand out to me, and fives. Those are the ones. I would. Say, all right, I will say I'm attracted to those two numbers because, to me, there's no, like, having to stare for a second. Yeah. Take a beat and figure out the number. Are you a six or are you a four? Right. Sometimes those tend to overlap with an eight. Fives and sevens, I see it. Like that. So these are well-defined people that fit into that group. You don't know why they fit into those no. two groups. And you don't have a lot of judgment about these numbers. You don't say, I don't like twos or fours seem to be really easygoing people. No, because they're all such a cross-section. Mm. And with medication, does anything change? Can we medicate you to thinking like a human being? I don't think that'll work. I think I'll even see the pharmacist as a number. Now, um, Ray Davies from the Kinks, and again, this is a very strange thing, but it, when he meets people, he gives them a theme in his head. And even when he hasn't seen them in years, it comes back like... Um, I'm sure Fez's would be la 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 la. So while you're talking, he's just hearing your theme play in the background. Chris Stanley's would be. Come on, I would even know that. Six. Six. But that happens. Disparaging all sixes. And I find I I found that really fucking interesting that uh, and obviously he goes around writing music all the time Shreka love like all of our friends wants to know what number she is Shreka is a three three yeah like the mad bomber daughter of monica um john you're on the run of fez show i have so many questions for fez one about players, like NBA players that wear jerseys. Do you sometimes look at the TV and say that's like, that's wrong? Secondly, Subway guy is an eight. Yeah. Deanna Reeves, who you said he looked like, and Brewer, are they both eights? Uh, Brewer is a seven, and Keanu Reeves is a nine. You even, went... even though Subway, even though Subway Crush looks like Keanu Reeves to me, blue eyed Keanu Reeves. They're See, two different numbers. This is hard for us to understand. Fez's synesthesia numbers is not based on personality, and it is not based on attractiveness. It's not based on anything he himself understands. Maybe aura? The person's aura, if that? He, that's us trying to... I, I guess that would be a different thing of knowing why, but he doesn't think... Oh, this guy doesn't have the leadership capabilities. He's not a one. He just gives it a number and feels okay with it, but he does it almost without judgment. And Fez is a pretty judgmental guy. Yeah. He doesn't really consciously understand why he does this or what it means. He just does it. If I started trying to like look at somebody and make them into a five, because I let's say I like fives. Yeah. It's Stop just, saying that. It's not going to work. It's uncomfortable, though. It's going to ruin the whole synesthesia for me. It just doesn't work. Maybe you should try to ruin it. Uh, here's Robert in Louisiana. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Ronnie, you sound like a million bucks. As you actually sound pretty good, too, man. Thank uh, you. And actually, you're welcome, man. And actually, I completely, in some weird, 
strange way completely understand where Fez is coming from because my synesthesia is actually color-based. And I see uh, days of the week and months of the year as different colors. Oh, me too. And and in some ways, kind of how you see people as different numbers, I see certain people as different colors. Not necessarily like... I see that too, (laughs) but I was taught that from my parents. I think we see too much of it. (laughs) Yeah. And it's it's not necessarily like an aura. It's just that it's it's not a visual based thing. Like I guarantee you, Fezzi's not seen a giant five floating above your head. No. You just say to yourself, "That's the five. There's the five. Uh, Nev in Rochester. Hey Ronnie B. Yeah. Got a question for you. Is there a way for that lowly scumbag centaur six of a executive producer Hicks to go back and check the last time you guys did this? Because I guarantee. The feds gave different numbers for everyone. We've we've tried it over the years. Uh, Now, to go back the way you're asking, Chris Stanley, far too lazy. But the fact of the matter is, we've never caught that. And uh, we've never caught him wrong. Um, Obviously, we don't have it sitting in front of us now. And we all want to be better numbers for some reason. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I, th- even though I think this is nuts, I do want to hear that me, Lou Reed, <laughs> Paul Newman, Galileo all have the same numbers, <laughs> and I get a little pissed off when I find out Einstein's in a different group. Particularly if I'm like, and that dope group, Paul Newman's a one. Of course he is. With those eyes, why wouldn't he be? <laughs> Uh, Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, um, I wanted to ask Fez what number he saw for um, Sam Roberts and also Richie Incognito. Richie Incognito is a three. Sam Roberts is a four. That seems right to me. Matt, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, hey, uh, what do you rate uh, Eastside Dave? Three. He's an easy three. Okay. He's the worst comedian in the world. <laughs> um, Billy, you're on the Ron and Fez show. What's up, Pepper Six? <laughs> What's up? Pepper Six doing his thing. <laughs> hey, um, I was just thinking, um, Daryl Hammond's on uh, Opie and Anthony not so long ago. He said he, uh, when he does his impressions, he sees different colors and whatnot. It's like the same kind of thing as Fezzi's. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, these things are similar and yet, at the same time, dissimilar. We just can't figure out how any of these people who claim these things work, and a lot of it is supposed to be, because whatever, wherever things are supposed to go in the brain, their brain has either a connection where other people's don't, or it's a misfire, and we would love to sum this up in a minute, but I've known about Fez's thing for at least 14 years. And I can't say I understand it anymore. It's as frustrating (laughs) as the first day that uh, I brought it up to him. And now, other people, and so fucking weird that other people have this and in in just different ways. It's just so bizarre where it's just, it's a hodgepodge of a... Well, that's because we haven't figured out exactly what it is, you know? In the way, it would be like... I don't know, doesn't double jointed seem weird to you, but that happens. Or a trick knee, 
whatever these things are, but you, it's like you want to say, all right, all leg problems would be the same or whatever. Obviously, this is one of his few mental disorders that doesn't hurt him. So we're happy to have him have it. And he loves, he loves that he has it. it yeah. Keeps him from being bored. He sits on the subway and just sits there and gives people numbers. He does zero with it. Yeah. Which almost reminds you of like those crazy people that eventually end up putting pictures on a wall and connecting red strings all over the place. You can do- they think they're doing something. They're not. Hey, John Nash did. I mean, could this be an OCD of some type? I don't think so, because I think an OCD is like, if I don't do something, something bad will happen. Whereas this just is. Like, this is just something, all right, you know, you're five or six. I talked to a guy one time, and he said that he would, in his mind, picture an imaginary arrow in a room, right? And would go up, and when it would hit the uh, ceiling and start to head in another direction, he would put together... Uh, what exactly that angle was, the um, the number on oh, that 90, angle. Right? 90 degree, what degree it was? Yeah, what degree it was. And then it would hit the wall, and he would do it again, and it would hit the floor, and it would go around the room like that. And I would say, and I said to him, I go, how much of your day are you doing that? And he goes, every moment of the day. Like I'm doing it right now as I'm talking. Yeah, as he's doing it, he's still... Letting that thing happen. So I don't know if that falls into synesthesia or an OCD, but it always surprises us why people do things differently than the rest of us. I mean, if you look at an actor, he reads something and then makes that experience happen in his head, right? He sits and he works it till he feels that those physical things that he was surrounded in, the mental things, give him an emotion and he shares that emotion. For some reason, we we place a value on that. We think it's a fantastic thing to do and we sit and watch people fake emotions. And yet we're going to turn around and call Fez crazy for giving out numbers. I mean, the thing that we have with watching people pretend is strange as shit because the worst thing like if a little kid wants to play let's pretend you're like stop it you're an idiot i'm that's there's not even any tea in this and yet grown people make millions of dollars and get awards for doing the other thing a lot better than those little kids but the mind is a very strange thing that was the guy who did the angles constantly was he um a math guy I got to go back because this was years ago that um, that we did that. I don't think he was a math guy. I believe he was an artist. That's because as soon as I heard angles, like okay, this guy maybe he's like a mathematician or something, or he's into physics and he's just constantly trying to figure yeah. out stuff. Um, no, I could not tell you for sure. It was a long time ago, but I've never forgot that uh, when it came up. Um, David, David, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Uh, hey, Ron and Fez. Yeah, my granddaddy found this. He had this, too. He applied numbers to everyone, um, all the grandchildren and everyone in his life. But he was a bit crazy. He would, They would find him on his tractor naked at times farming. He demanded ham sandwiches every Wednesday for every meal. And he always told my mother that he was a, a former CIA agent. 
He was just he was he was a good guy. But I, I serious, I'm telling you right now, I'd love to party with this dude. <laughs> <laughs> but looking back, he was just like fan. Um, by the way, Mikey D wrote to me and said Fez has always assigned the same numbers. And Mikey D is another weird thinking person because if you bring up anything that ever happened, any conversation you ever had with Mikey, mm. and I'm not, he would tell you the date and the day of the week that that fell upon. That's doesn't seem like the human brain should be able to keep that information in it. And yet he does. It's like total recall. He forgets nothing. That's why he's... I, I always think he's very sensitive about this stuff with his, you know, divorcing his wife because he's cataloged this stuff. So he's like, oh, remember that Thursday on January 2nd when you and I went to the store <laughs> and you told me this. You know what I mean? He doesn't drop it like the rest of us. That's, I was, that seems kind of like a curse and not be able to forget it. Because maybe being able to forget some of the... It's certainly you don't want to bring up every feeling that you had from every experience. You wouldn't be able to, to deal with it. You'd fall apart. Like, it, it would be overwhelming. Like, I don't remember anything before 2005. I've seen pictures... I know I've done a couple things, but I don't recall them at all. Um, here's Jay in Virginia. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Million bucks. Uh, just curious. Has anyone ever tested Rain Man over there for being autistic? Because that might be the, the root to all of his issues. Um, right? You have been tested like for autism, right, mind. Fez? Yeah, yeah. I've brought it up with psychiatrists and everything else. Yeah, I've been checked. No, I'm not on the scale. But wasn't there another thing that's like... Asperger's. Do you have that? I, I've never been officially checked for Asperger's. I asked this, one of the psychiatrists about it, and he didn't want to do the test. Why not? You're paying the guy. Well, yeah, that's what I said. And he, I go, I really want it. And he's like, no, let's not bother with that. Well, I think, I think maybe he did this. What good does it do for you anyway, other than to give you a reason... To not do it. You know what I mean? To, to not work on stuff. Like, a lot of times, human beings will go, I can't do that because I've been diagnosed with this. Yeah, you know? It's my out. You know? I don't know how many people that will say, you'll say, oh, would you, well, you should do this. And they'll go like this. Oh, what? With horses? No way. Me and horses do not get along. Horses attack. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? And then they'll tell you when they were four years old, they were scared on a horse. So they never attempted again. Yeah. Those weird thinking we accept from people. Yeah. Or people say, I can't get on a plane. Yeah, you can. Other human beings have done it. They are sure they can't get on a plane. And that just kind of, they, they reinforce... That thing over and over and over. I think that's an OCD where it's like I, I something bad happened to me. Now not doing it guarantees nothing bad will happen to me because doing it once something bad happened. Well, uh, the, yeah, exactly. So people will go, I can't go over bridges. I always say, well, which bridge? We didn't try all the bridges. Maybe <laughs> it was just that fucking bridge that annoys you. Why don't you try three more bridges? Nope. Can't do it. Went over a bridge once and I felt scared. So that's it for me. I don't cross rivers. You're like, what are you fucking... Why are you defending something 
It hurts I you. I, I couldn't even watch Nash Bridges. But I, you act like you have a bridge problem, too, right, Fez? Yes, I do have a bridge problem. But here's the weird thing. If you're on a highway, you're on a bridge a lot more than you think. You're elevated, but people tend to act like, well, only if there's water underneath me. So really, it's not so much that they have a bridge problem or a height problem. They have a problem looking at water. Because highways are going up and down and swerving. And you look around, there's plenty of times that you're on a highway that you're basically elevated for miles, more than ever when you go over water. But I never see people go yell, oh, my God, we're <laughs> elevated over a field. How, well, how far below is sea level? <laughs> Damn it. How far below is sea level? If you're that high. Yeah. So you think people have a sea level problem. People want to be at sea level is the thing. Why? You'll drown at sea level. You did in school. All right. Come on. He tried his best. I had a lot of fun in high school. Kyle, California. I wish I had a sea level. <laughs> I don't want any, uh, yeah. any sorry for pointing at work. Um, uh, this guy has to be your, your phone is shit, or else you're underwater. I'm not sure which is happening. He's below sea level. Yeah, if C stands for cunny. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, Keith, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ryan, I wanted to ask uh, uh, Fez a question. You know, whenever we think of things, we all visualize, uh, you know, we, uh, to, to a certain extent. I, I just wanted to ask Fez, um, when he thinks of the days of the week or the months of the year, what does he see? Like when, I look at, when I look at a week, it's like a hairpin to me as far as, you know, Sunday through uh, Monday. And, and, and like, the, the, the calendar is almost like a clock as well. November is sort of a manic clock. I just wanted to get uh, Fez to say, what, what does he see whenever he thinks of you know, the months? Or, or days well, Fez, actually, also, you have a number thing Yeah, that doesn't... Th- this is what really annoys people. He gives... Does it colors to numbers? Each number, one through nine, has a color that goes with it. And yet, you don't think... Sixes is greens for you, right? Yeah. I always remember that one. Yeah. But you don't look at Chris Stanley and see green. No. All your sixes... This is a totally separate <laughs> synesthesia. Completely different. And that also annoys people to no end. They want to figure out Fez's thing, and I'm here to tell you, it, it just can't be done. There's no correlation whatsoever between any of the different stages. No, it just shows up. It just makes sense. It's weird. It, that's how it feels. It just makes sense that Ron is a number five. All right, go through your numbers and colors very quickly. One is white. Two is blue. Three is pink going into red. Four, uh, four is purple, five is orange, six is green, seven is yellow going into a yellowish green, eight is brown, nine is black. Here's what also annoys me. Yellow going into a yellowish green has a fucking name if you would just look it up. If you would just show a little bit of interest in your own madness, <laughs> we could give these things names. It flows. But I really thought that I had this one down. I thought it was the colors of his baby blocks. That Remember those uh, blocks yeah. that you get babies that have numbers on them? Yeah, that makes perfect. Yeah, but... Now, here's, here's a very weird thing. Do people learn to count looking at those blocks? I don't think consciously. But we all had those stupid baby blocks when we were little. So on some level, the educators are trying to tell us that things will seep in. And then just so, and once you learn in school, you associate back to... 
what you had as a child. No one knows. We don't know that at all. That would be because you're lo- you're working in the conscious mind. Yeah. And the conscious mind and the and the subconscious mind work differently. And the subconscious mind, when you get things into your subconscious, is when you really understand them. Like tying a tie. When you're sitting there thinking this goes over and this comes up, that means that you can't tie a tie very well. You finally learn how to tie a tie when your body kind of just picks up on it. And all of a sudden, before you know, the way you tie your shoes, you don't think to yourself, time to lower the upper part of my body down. Take my left hand, right hand, and grab it. You just reach over and tie your shoe. You don't think about it. When you learn how to drive is when you start driving subconsciously. That way you're able to drive with one hand, change the radio, smoke, make a phone call. But if you remember... When you first start to drive a car, you were trying to think exactly when to brake, wh- how much pressure to put on the gas pedal. Yeah. When you really learn how to drive, you don't think about it at all. And then, That's when the subconscious takes over. And is you using less of your brain, or I guess it's just ingrained into your instincts? It's a different place, yeah. yes. It, it, it's a different part. And that's where the real stuff works. And that's why people, when you become adults, you hate trying new things. Because you're doing it back on that baby level. So people will go, I try to play golf and I can't do it. I stink. <laughs> but I guarantee you, if you look at the, the, the greatest golfers out there, they're no longer thinking on that level. You know? Yeah. What club should I use? They're just out there having fun, swinging. And they're not thinking about their body that much. They're just, we call it kind of an in the zone. And we're in the zone with most things. A lot of times, just think to yourself, you drive home from work, you go, what the hell just happened the last 20? I don't even remember what I was thinking about, what I was doing, because you just fall into that place. Yeah. You know? You're not sitting there going, what turn do I make? You're, you're, you just kind of end up heading home. You don't think about it at all. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Zero Fez. Um, here's uh, Chris. Chris, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. I got this thing, man. Where uh, I just picture women naked, and for some reason, Chris Stanley, <laughs> he's got a tiny dick. <laughs> what? Okay. He's not a woman. Francis, you're Andy. You're on the Run Fez show. Andy in Cleveland, our buddy. Hey, how's it going? Um, yeah. Okay, so this is this has got me mildly mind blown. But for some reason, when Fez was start, starting to talk about the different numbers, I, I couldn't help myself, and I started to try to think. Okay, maybe there is a pattern that they haven't seen. And if you think about it on a circular scale, like a clock, not as a number line, but like a like like almost like a shower dial for like hot and cold, and. So that some of the numbers at one end, which I guessing we're saying within one to ten, is that it? One to nine. One to nine. Okay, so imagine it like uh, the numbers going around a circle, you got a perimeter where the nines have some aspects that would bleed into the one. I think it has some. It sounds to me like it has something to do with intimidation factors, positive or negative. Because you seem to lump those people that are intimidating to you. Um, at, at, at close proximities to each other if the system's in a circle. All right, we'll have to give that one a thought. Do you think of this 
as a clock? Is it in a circle for you? Or No, I've never seen the circle pattern. I mean, if I think of calendar months or days of the week that's all linear right i see it i see that all in so, one line and i don't i don't know about the intimidation factor because i really don't put any judgment into how i feel about the person no you don't do any judgment about it so that's I, what's so frustrating for the rest of us i mean freddy oh. krueger i guess would be a three and the actor is a three and and the actor the actor's a seven. See, that's what we were trying to say before. We were wondering whether the actors could change their numbers. We found out quite some time later, yes. My study. I'm trying to get a grant for this right now. Some fat cash. How much cash is going to get for this? Oh, anything I get is going up my nose, so I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? I asked, I asked for a kilo, but I'll fucking take a half eight ball. I'll take a jeep ball and be happy with it, because it's fucking found. This would be a hell of a fucking study, dude. I'm very happily in recovery for many years now. Many years. It's good. Over a decade. Since I put one of those fucking nose clams up there. <laughs> Genie needs a shooter. Uh, we are waiting for Stephen Dorff to come in here. And Stephen Dorff is... Well, he changed me in Hicks's life because we're blue smokers. Love the blues. They're the only ones I actually prefer. We tried all the different e-cigs, but the blues are the ones that we're into. And uh, he also does spots for the blues. Yeah, the, and that was the first ones I saw for these e-cigs. I remember him being the first guy to actually get on t television pushing the blues. Yeah, and he looked cool, and the blues are cool, so we're down with it. But um, what was that crazy uh, contraption that Liz sets firehead? Oh, that was a uh, like a a vape. That was that's what that was. That was called a vape. I mean, her thing looked like I don't know Sherlock Holmes would have it. You know, I've seen other people with them where it's like it's steampunk. It's fucking. It's <laughs> a big. Item and then and, th and those types of like inject juice in like nicotine. Yeah, it's just so. These things are fantastic. I love the menthols. They're it's delicious. I don't even get menthol cigarettes, but the menthol blues are delicious. See, it's easy for me because um, I'm a cigar smoker. So just to have this, it's not like I'm sitting around craving it the way that you would crave a cigarette. Yeah. This is. Uh, just a chill way to be. Just a cool way to be. They're delicious. And I didn't even know these things existed. I don't know why people don't smoke blues all the time. I don't even know why non-smokers don't think to themselves, I like to have a fucking cool blue at work. Because you can just chill out in your office, and it's, yeah. it's vapor. It's not, it's not, it doesn't smell. It's great. You're like doing a little spot for them. You don't even mean to. Yeah, because it's a, it's a great that, That's when something really fucking rocks, is when you find yourself trying to convince people of that product. That's why Apple is uh, so big, because somebody will get a new phone, and you'll be sitting there with them, and they'll try to sell you that phone. Yeah, like, do you realize how great this thing is? Like, look, all, look at everything you could do. Like, all right, calm down. Do you have a place that you put all your... I don't know, dude. <laughs> look, Candy Crush. Um, all right, Baker wants to explain us a little bit about the brain. Go ahead, Baker. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Uh, there's a great short read called The uh, Power of Habit, and one of the studies they do in there 
is they have a guy who's had some head trauma and uh, he can't recognize his kids every day. He just uh, has to meet everybody again. He can be put across his street and not recognize his house. But because they take him on a walk every day around the block, he can walk out alone, you know, do the route, come back to his house, never make a mistake. And it's all about the fact that habit is a different part of your brain than right. memory. So, and, like, uh, those people that would um, get... What's the thing when you, you lose your memory? Amnesia? Yeah. They don't forget how to put on their pants. You know what I mean? They remember how to do that. Because yeah. that exists in a different place than the rest of the memory. All right, Stephen Dorff is here. Motel Life. Hicks and I saw this the other week. You can see it right now. If you... Um, Starting tomorrow, it's uh, on oh. demand and on iTunes and in select theaters. November eighth. November eighth tomorrow. Yeah, I Friday. would actually see it in the theater if I could because it's a gorgeous film. Um, let's bring in uh, from the Motel Life. Check it out on the motellife.com. Stephen Dorff. Son, he said, Lord, take me now, my work is done. Lord, 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 take me now, my work is done. Yeah, but when they laid him out in that box of pine, boy, they laid that hammer by his side. Lord, Lord. This is part of this, the great soundtrack to the motel life, and it's Justin Earl, Steve Earl's kid, Stephen Dorff in studio with us. How you doing, man? How you doing, buddy? Nice I was, to, I was just me. saying, this is a really good one that you got going this time. Thank you. Yeah. This is um, a kind of a throwback film for me when I saw it. It reminded me of like those 70s character pieces that yeah, you'd say. Cowboy. Kinda. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really, really strong piece. Emil was in here the other day, and I was telling him, I think most dudes are about uh, a family member or a good friend who kept their life from going in this direction. At some point, most of us, if we didn't have somebody to reach out to, would have found ourselves basically on the streets. Yeah, definitely. And the family aspect of it is what kills me, because your character, sometimes we want to choke. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Lee's a guy who is, um, he's, you know, he's made some strange uh, uh, decisions, and he's also had a lot of bad luck in his life. Right. He's a broken guy, but there's also, at the same time, I think, a, a real boyish kind of wisdom, right. kind of, but at the same time, he's a he's a real nuisance to Frank. He's become a burden, you know, so I, like, I think what's really strong about the film is by by the end of the film and throughout the film, every time it gets emotional and, and kind of is about to maybe head a little too much that way where we could lose the audience. It takes a left turn into the animation, into the creativity of right. these guys. You they know? live almost this fantasy life of how... The dream. Yeah, yeah. things are going to get better and because it's the only thing that they got, really. Exactly. You know? And that comes from the you know the great scene with Chris Christopherson and Emil. You know, the hope is the key. The, you know, make decisions thinking you're a good man, not thinking you're a... You know, a piece of crap. You right. know what I mean? And, and, and there's just so much. Uh, Willie Vlotten, who wrote the novel, um, is just a really soulful writer. And Reno, right. then, to have that great backdrop of Reno in '96, it was. It just felt really special, this one. And it's had a hard time reaching this place where we're at, where we're going to finally open um, in theaters. But because the directors are first timers, they played with the editing for a long time. But uh, 
I think where we're at now, we've got a pretty strong picture here. It's a, it's a really terrific picture, and any chance you get to check out Chris Christopherson, you should do it, no matter what, he, whether it's song, whether it's acting, he's always been solid. Yeah, I mean, we got the, I had the, the luck of uh, working with him on Blade, you know, mm -hmm. and um, I had to kill him in that, and I didn't want to. I was like, Chris, like, I love you, man. <laughs> and then I had to, like, you know, I don't want to do this. And he's like, oh, just kill me. <laughs> oh, that's and, pretty uh, damn good. But he, that impression he was is, nice. He's just the coolest dude. I mean, I, well, I grew up watching him in, like, Stars Born, and, you know, yeah. he was like the, you know. Pat the, Garrett and Billy the Kid is one of my favorite incredible. films of all time. Yeah, and then, you know, later what he did with John Sayles, you know, Lone Star. He's been Lone Star's great, amazing. He's been in some great movies. And, you know, the other day uh, he hosted a, a screening of a Motel Life in L.A. that I wasn't able to be at because me and Emil were here and um, in New York. But uh, he told the filmmakers on stage and to the audience that this was the, the best film he's ever been in. Wow. And, and that he said we could go viral with it. So I'm bringing it viral on Ron and Fez here, guy. <laughs> but uh, no, but to make that, I mean, to, to make that kind of a statement is bizarre but i'll take it you know what i mean yeah <laughs> and he and he just was so passionate about the film he he had harry dean stanton there i guess they played a little concert it was right. a, it was a really cool event that i wish i had made but anyway well it does the film itself feels like a chris christopherson song mm -hmm. those songs that are about just surviving just getting by and keeping some kind of hope uh now, particularly now, I think uh, th this is a bigger part of America lives this way than we're comfortable even thinking about. Mm. You know, this is what people are. Most of us are living on some kind of a paycheck to paycheck in America. And if anything screws up that paycheck, they find themselves in this kind of world. Mm. I worked in a in a motel next to a racetrack when I was a kid and. It, we could have made this movie there. You know what I mean? It was the, all those kind of characters mm. who some deal went bad, so they were just hanging out there for a while, but really believing that another deal was going to come through for them. Mm. Normally, they ended up in jail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what attracts you to these kind of films, though? Well, you know, I, I just uh, I read this script and I was just blown away. And then Emil had already been cast first, and he was a friend of mine, but also somebody that I always took notice of when he was, uh, even from that first movie he did, Girl Next Door, which yeah. was kind of a teen kind of comedy coming of age thing. And uh, I he reminded me of me when I was his age because he's about ten years younger than me, I think, uh -huh. or maybe even eleven. Um, <clears throat> I went up to him at a party and I said, you know, we should play brothers in a movie. And I think he probably thought I was, you know, Stephen Dorff's a weirdo. <laughs> but um, ultimately, I, I must have been onto something because the perfect script and the perfect film really reached me and him. And uh, and I feel like there's a really special relationship that we created yeah. here. And I, uh, you know, I don't know. You know, I, I read these scripts. Uh, you know, I've, now that I'm kind of back in the game of getting good scripts again, I think ever since I did Somewhere with Sophia, yeah. kind of. You know, gave me a lot of juice again. And as far as in this world, you know, I've always right. gotten the bigger, kind of more genre type um, offers. But this film um, is a part that I wouldn't have gotten. Um, you know, maybe five years ago, they wouldn't have seen me in this role. You know, and this this role, I, I just felt like this script was from the minute I read it. This is not what you know Hollywood's making. This is these movies are like one in a million. You know, and, mm -hmm. and it was the one to fight for. It was the one to. To uh, to not let go of, and that's why I was very involved in getting Chris Christopherson in the piece, and right. I almost became I'm not producer on this movie, but I almost 
did do more than what my duty was as an actor, you know. So I went above and beyond for this one because I felt like it deserved it, you know. Those guys must have been thrilled that you could get a hold of Christopherson. And yeah, he originally passed. He liked the. We got yeah. a message that he liked the script. He loves me and Emil, but he was on the road with his band and he's tired. You know, the guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know exactly how old Chris is I think now. He's seventy-seven or something yeah. like that. And I, you know, I, you know, I respect him. So how do you say to somebody right. if they're tired and they pass? But then. I woke up the next morning. We still hadn't had an Earl Hurley, and I was like, "I'm going to call his manager again." And they mm -hmm. said, "Would you really?" And I and I said, "Yeah, I'm just going to, you know, I just I think this is a mistake." And I called, and I uh, had a one-on-one -on -one with his manager, who I don't know. I said, "Look, here's the deal. I love Chris. I could call him directly. I'd rather go through you. It's a proper channel. I hear he's tired. I hear he's on the road, but I'm telling you, he needs to look at this. These scenes. They're two scenes. They're anchor scenes." He, we can have him in and out in two days. We'll make it easy for him, but I think he should be in this film, and I think he'll—it's—it's it's a perfect film for him. And and so to hear him kind of realize what you said, he yeah. must have seen the closest to what you said about yeah. how it feels like a Chris Christopherson song. To have him feel so personally attached that he's actually writing emails to people and and going off on this thing is really exciting for me because. It's a lot better than him saying, "Why the hell did you talk me into this?" Yeah, what Steven? the hell was that for? Which is, <laughs> which really sucks. Yeah. No, uh, you know, what sometimes um, happens. <laughs> so uh, I'm really happy that Chris uh, was able to do it. Uh, yeah. He was tired, and uh, but he turned in a hell of a performance. So. And we were talking about his age, but I, that last album that he did, "Closer to the Bone," is like one of the best albums I've ever heard in my life and he's doing that in his 70s man oh yeah and he's on the road with his band and, yeah. and it's funny too that he's in a movie where my characters you know he could have very easily been quoting chris christopherson but right. i'm quoting willie nelson yeah. I love Willie, but you know and then it, it's just really interesting i know willie uh um i think it's he has seen the movie and really liked it as well um well all those guys all those kind of original outlaw guys uh, if you think about it, that was almost, in a lot of ways, like independent film, where they said, here's what Nashville does, but this isn't the real shit that matters to us. We're going to go out and do it away from everything else. Mm -hmm. But does it get frustrating because you've done big movies, and this is a smaller movie, and you know it's great, but is it, does it get frustrating that it doesn't get the kind of rollout that a, that a type of movie that isn't this good would get? Yeah, I mean, that's my frustration all the time, is mm -hmm. I can go do Hollywood movies, they'll come out in 3,000 screens and play right. in everybody's neighborhood, but then a movie like this, they'll be like, but it's not playing in Long Island, and, you know, yeah. you have to drive, or, you, you know, I guess, you know, the future now is a lot of movies go on demand, and we kind of made a, a concrete decision that... Uh, we wanted to come in theaters, but at the same time, we want as many eyes on this film because yeah. of how good it is. And so if you do live in Des Moines, Iowa or wherever, you know, yeah. just get it on iTunes and hopefully you have a big TV. And i am always been against that because I believe you got to go to the movies. We make the movie for the movie theater. Yeah. Get your popcorn and get lost for two hours. It's hard yeah. to do in your house when the phone's ringing. And, but, you know, times have changed. It's also a, a light. We live in a world where it's a multitasking world. You're mm -hmm. interviewing me and, you know, the next guy's coming in maybe every yeah. after for Thor or this guy's yeah. coming. You know, it's just this is the world we live in. But, you know, I believe that a strong movie always finds its place. So whether it's whether we become a huge rollout hit in the theaters who knows? Um, mm -hmm. Whether we get well-reviewed and we have a big life on demand, who knows? Whether in five years uh, this becomes a classic. 
I know this movie will reach its plateau at a certain point. Yeah. Because it deserves it. So, uh, unless I'm just crazy. But, um, no, it has. Which that, could be a possibility. But the, oh, it's cool because the really good movies, you got these, re- these really great soundtracks. Yeah, I mean, they release wide release movies, yeah. are usually crap, you know? And you also have, you know, the way the thing looks is stunning. You know, it's like a hopper painting. Shot on and, film. Yeah, it's prehistoric. It's, it's really that thing where if you want to go to the theater and get into a mood, you know what I mean? In the same kind of mood, when you listen to the Springsteen's Nebraska album years ago, you said, okay, this isn't going to play on the radio, but this is fucking great shit. That's what you have to do also with film. You have to go out of your way to find the stuff that puts you into that, yeah. that mood that you're yeah, you know, it, you know, the the good news is, is that we do have theaters that cater to movies like right. this. So that, thank God for that. If we were just relied on the uh, multiplexes for the, you know, the bigger films um you know our films the nobody you know the the academy awards wouldn't really exist because a lot of the films that end up winning academy awards are you know are independent films for the right. most part and had to find money and you know they might have been on a little bit of a bigger level than motel life we had i think three and a half four million bucks to make this movie um but you know it's a constant struggle you hear all the time I mean, huge stars can't get you know these these passion projects made the great thing about this one is is we got it made it came out great, and now we're now we're going to let it roll. And um, might have to drive a little bit to the big cities to yeah. see the film, but you know, go check it out because I think uh, I think it's worth it. Well, James Toback just did this uh, documentary called this "Seduced and Abandoned," and you, by the end of it, you're like, why does anyone want to direct films? Because he's going through Scorsese, Roman Polanski, Coppola. Films that they wanted to make so much and they couldn't make it. The greatest filmmakers that we've ever had get these giant disappointments, you know, because yeah, it's a, they it's need a that hard, money. It's a hard business because, you know, ultimately you need the money to make them and the, you know, the studios aren't really doing them. You know, they want to make kind of tent poles or, right. or the animated films do well because of families, you know. And, and I love, you know, look, I love all genres of movies. I love going to see comedies. I mean, I... Yeah. When they're funny, you know, I, I love, I grew up loving Chevy Chase. I mean, I appreciate all kinds yeah. of movies, even though I tend to, my taste tends to be more about the motel life, trying to find rich characters, real life, not winking at the audience, really letting you, like you said, disappear yeah. into, a, into, a, into a world, into a zone, whether it's period, or, you know, whether it's backbeat, and, you know, where I played Stu Sutcliffe, or whether it's, you know, public enemies when, you're, you know, I'm doing big movie making with Michael Mann, but it's still about something that's real, right. you know. I, I feel like movies, you know, nowadays aren't as grounded, and it's more of a wink to the audience, it's more of, there's always a cape on page 50, or, you know, and it comes yeah. into play, and, <laughs> and it's just a drag, you know, as an actor, I need, you know, I'm not a writer, so I don't really write my own material, I, I've now gotten into producing and developing my own stuff, which has been cool, and I'm in a place where I can do that, but uh, it's a constant struggle, I think, you know, you have these great filmmakers, I mean, I, I have a movie... Um, that I've been talking about making with Paul Verhoeven, who's a mm-hmm. genius. And they're remaking his movies every year. Robocop, this mm-hmm. one, that one, you know, uh, Total Recall, you know, all the movies he created. <laughs> and he's having a hard time getting his movie made. You know, he's the guy that originally created them. So, you know, it's a funny, it's a funny world, you know, and now the, the world is much more open. You find that there's actually better writers and more interesting people doing television because the movies have been, you know, they're looking for all these. That's yeah. why you find Kevin Spacey and Fincher 
you know, doing something cool on Netflix, which ultimately came out great. So now Amazon wants to do what they did. Yeah. And you're going to find a lot of companies, you know, maybe Sirius XM is going to yeah. make a movie. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But the truth is, it's always a constant struggle, I think, and it always has been. But, yeah, you hear those stories. I want to see Seduced and Abandoned because Toback's a buddy of mine, plus he's uh, he's a character. And I, and I love character, Alec Baldwin. Right? I, love, I yeah. love watching that guy. So I can imagine the two of them walking through Cannes. That, that's going to be a trip. Yeah. You know? Well, Toback walking through anywhere yeah, is, worth, is worth watching. Oh, he's like one of the greatest storytellers I've ever, I've yeah. ever, I've ever heard. And, uh, um, funny, I, yeah. I love to have him in here because half the people will be saying, this is great, and half the people will will be outraged like by what he's saying yeah by yeah, what yeah, he's yeah. saying by um things that he's just giving out there as truth about what the human animal is i, I actually told him this i said i've never seen anybody who knew themselves so well but still wouldn't change he knows everything he knows why he goes out and and follows all these crazy addictive things that he goes into mm. but he's like yeah but you know that's it that's what you get by doing the whole thing um the Motel Life, it comes out in select theaters, iTunes, On Demand, Friday, November 8th. Uh, one of the things that you have to do if you don't have that cool independent theater near you is be able to start to work the Netflix and in demand so you're not just seeing something that was a big hit nine months ago. You know, the, it almost is the way that people chase restaurants is how you have to, have to chase movies these days. Yeah, it's true because... Um you know, and then there's always, you know, word of mouth, I think that helps too. I think a good movie usually, you know, you when you see a movie that isn't good, usually that movie doesn't do well the following week. You know, right. when you see a movie that is good, usually there's a repeat audience because they tell their friends and, and I think, you know, I like that this movie's an underdog. Do I wish that we had uh bit more money to put it in more theaters sure but yeah. we'll see how we do in the 20 markets 20 markets is better than just la new york and as you know all these smaller films usually get in la new york for a week and yeah. then they you know we're into the next one and so we didn't really want that to happen with motel life we felt it was too good so we'll, we'll open in you know san fran chicago uh, you know texas you know every market that's you know and then hopefully we'll roll out and in the meantime if you don't want to wait you can get it on, uh, you know, Time Warner. You can get it everywhere. Me and Emil did those funny interviews for Time Warner. Whatever yeah. it's called, Barker, inter yeah, whatever Barker the hell interviews. Whatever that was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where I have to say enjoy better or whatever the hell that is. But um, I hope you enjoy better with the motel life, whatever that means. But uh, yeah, no man, it, you know, I, I love this movie, so I'll go to the end of the world for it. You know, I, I, I usually don't like to watch my movies. I, I like to go to the party after the premiere, but this one I, I have a hard time not sitting through because yeah. I get something different out of it. I love the music. Mm -hmm. I love it. Emile's restrained performance. I love seeing Dakota Fanning as a as a as an adult in right. this film. I love seeing the scenes with Chris. I love some of the the unknown characters. Noah Harpster who plays mm -hmm. Big Al, who I think is a great character when he arrives. Um, he's one of the screenwriters of the co of the of the film. Is that right? Yeah, he readapted the book, you know. And uh, Willie Vlaton's an extra in the Tyson Douglas fight. You know, I mean, <laughs> it was a real family atmosphere on this film, similar to how Sophia makes her movies. And I, I just feel like that's so much more enriching. I mean, I look, I love getting paid. I love to um, make big movies too because there's audiences that won't understand a movie like The Motel Life. Maybe you know they right. want to see Blade or Thor or you know Immortals or uh, you know. You know, they want to see something else. They like action. They like, mm -hmm. you know, they maybe don't want to go into an emotional place. But I always like getting lost in movies. That's why I wanted to be an actor. And so for me, um, 
I'm going to try to continue to do both successfully, but whatever genre I hit, I want it to score. I don't want to do a big effects movie with a guy that doesn't know how to do effects. You know what I mean? Right. I want to do at least Immortals, where I know the effects are going to be great because Tarsem's a visual guy, and that's what he does best, you know? And so, like, just, you know, trying to do that, and it is a constant struggle, I'm sure, for writer-directors to get their get their scripts made, like Toback, like all these great, mm -hmm. you know, filmmakers. Um, but, uh, you know, in the end... There are a lot of smart people, too, that are kind of tired, I think, of, of the other stuff. And um, Well, the fact that they're already going to TV shows and they're finding, you know, oh, do I have to go to AMC for this or wherever, you know. That's a it, good sign. It is a good sign that people are going, that, that there's at least a percentage. That they're not just on yeah. HBO, Showtime, and NBC or ABC. Right. You know, they actually go to these other places and... You know, Breaking Bad, it was an incredible show. And, you know, the people get off, I think, on watching these DVDs. You know, I think cable's a very interesting place where I might end up doing something if I find the right vehicle, which I've been talking about, because I like the idea of having 13 hours with a character yeah. as opposed to an hour and a half or two hours. And I love the idea that I can shoot it in four months, which usually is what it takes for me to make a movie. Right. So, um, but, um, yeah, yeah, I think man. when they went from 26 to 13, suddenly talent started saying, oh, wait, I can put together yeah, cause I that can amount a of time. Yeah, because I can a great character on yeah. film or whatever for four months, and then I can go make a couple movies a year. Yeah. yeah. Another thing that you got uh, me and my producer, Chris Stanley, into, the blues. Hey. We were in, uh, into all kinds of e-cigs, but after your commercial, now we're... we're, we're you owe me blues? I'll we're send you guys We're down some. with blues, yeah, send us some. I can send you a box, that's part of my contract. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, because there are... I got, I got Jack Nicholson smoking the blue now. Well, we went through how many different brands before we're like, no, this is our brand, too. Because there's a giant difference. On, on what's what's cool and what's not. Easily a half dozen, like just one after another. And this yeah. Is the best Do you guys smoke done. the disposables? Is that what you like? Yeah. The the classic yeah. tobacco. Yeah. Uh, menthol. Oh, menthol. Yeah. All right, I'll send you guys some. I'll send awesome. you menthol, and you like classic tobacco? Yeah, All I right. like classic. I, I smoke the smaller one, which is the starter kit. You know, you have to charge this. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people yeah. like that you can just bang it and then throw it out. That's how know? I feel about it because I'm a cigar smoker, and generally I just smoke. At work or at home, I'll, I'll do the blues, but in the street, I'll still do a cigar nice. on the way home. <laughs> yeah, you need that. You need that flavor. That like walk home. You yeah. walk home from here? Yeah, I walk home. Nice. Yeah. So after a meal, cigar at work, blue. That's nice. where I am now. But who knows? I could go full time. You never we know. We got about a new this. ad coming out. Um, I, I had no idea the first one was they were going to put so much money uh, behind it. I knew that we were ahead of a, a big curve, and I like yeah. I like being the first one and. Um, uh, you know, and, and it and it really was a product that I wasn't just endorsing; I was using because right. I smoked two packs a day for twenty years. Everything I say in that ad is true. Um, so I found, wow, I can get paid and get healthier and <laughs> cut down on my cigarette. This is probably one I should go for. So you haven't but, um, you haven't completely stopped smoking cigarettes? I still have my occasional, like yeah. you talked about your cigar, and they know it at yeah. Blue. I mean, you know, it's not one or the other. It's really it's it's really um, a device to give you more freedom. Like you right. said, you can smoke in your work and do an interview, and and you you don't have to worry. You couldn't really light up a Cuban in here. Well, and, and years ago in Florida, we used to smoke cigars on the air wow. all day long. Guests would come in, we'd light up a cigar, and that would... And it's and, a party, yeah, yeah. and everything fell apart since then, and it's been lacking. But now... Now we got a little... Take our freedom yeah, back. Yeah, we got to take our freedom back a little bit. But I got a new ad coming. It'll be on, I think, starting in like three weeks. And this one's not talking to the camera. It's more... Um it's more how it fits in my lifestyle. We shot it in Machu Picchu in Peru. We're is that in right? New York City on the subway. We're in, you know, we're just everywhere seeing yeah. me use it. 
So that, that and it and it's got this great uh, piece of music too. I'm trying to remember. I fought for this music, so we had to pay this guy, and he never gives anything. He's kind of an unknown, almost like a Willie Vlotten type. Yeah. Um, but we got this. So you'll be seeing that soon. You'll be seeing my mug on that. Cool, dude. Uh, the Motel Life comes out in select theaters iTunes and On Demand Friday, November 8th. If you can see it in the theater, it's a really gorgeous film. See it there. But if you don't live near one of the theaters, go to MotelLifeFilm.com. Good to see you again, buddy. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I'll see you next time coming okay. through. I'm a stranger in your world now And it's driving me out of my mind Drifting apart Drifting apart Darling, we're drifting out of reach, out of heart. Slow. Chris, uh, he really is emailing right now so we can get a box of blues sent here. Sick. Love it. It does change our life a little bit. I gotta find out that crazy thing that Liz was smoking. That was the, well, see, like an iron lung she carries around with her. It's so huge. I've seen other people with those things. Those are quite complicated to use. Um, some people prefer them, but these blues are... They're what's up. These swollen ones are fantastic. Because it, it hits. These things actually hit like hard, like a cigarette. Well, for me. I'm going to go back to this. You are not... And I, I'm going to be very... You're not doing a commercial for them. No, Steven does the commercial. You fall into commercial voice so fast. <laughs> I'm not doing a commercial because we literally tried other disposable ones and other charged ones, and they blew. Mm -hmm. This thing hits like a cigarette, like if you're taking a pull off a cigarette. It's great. Honestly, and I'm not attacking Liz here, but it's the, her brand of e-cig. It smelled like a skunk was fucking a rotten cantaloupe. Disgusting. And everyone around her got sick. Where people actually like this. What's that nice vapor, my man? <laughs> That's blue. I'll go have a blue. It's what me and Stephen Dorf. But I, I'm not a, a rechargeable guy. I want to chuck them. Yeah. I guess you can save money on yeah. the recharge. And basically, you just you screw in new. Um, you charge it, screw it back into you with like more. Um, I guess nicotine water or whatever's in these things. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe I should try it. I love the disposables. Me too. And the strength of them is what's the best part. It's like this thing. It it fuck. It, it it's like a cigarette. And it's not. It's you're doing a commercial again. I, you don't need I, to. I, I'm, I don't want to. Well, you, you. We get it. You enjoy your blow. Very much so. Almost blue. We should do a commercial with him. Hell yeah! Go to Machu Picchu. Well, you nailed down that um, thing. Was he emailing right there as we sat? He said, um, no. give him two days. Two no, days, no. the e-cigs will be here from Blue e-cigs. Oh. All right, that's two business days, or should I come in here on Saturday? Two business days. Let's See, do that, that really way. annoys me. <laughs> Who'd you have him sent to? Uh, Chris Stanley. God damn it. I want you to make sure he doesn't open up that box. 
I'll, I'll end up what I normally get from him, bupkis. I'll alert the mailroom. I will Do watch the mail. people e-cig on the, on the weed thing? Yeah. Yeah, there's, um, there's, that's big. At first the e-cig came, and then, you know, all the potheads figured out, now it's time to move this over with hash oil. And now they have um, e-cig, weed cigs that you just put a nugget in, and then it burns. That I haven't even. I've only heard of that. I haven't seen it. I have. I have taken hits off the hash oil ones, which are, which they work. Um, all right. Let me go over here to uh, Kevin. Kevin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, thanks, Ron. Yeah. yeah the, the difference between the, the chargeable or the disposable e things like what you guys have there and what I use, mine aren't uh, aren't these big monstrosities that you see. A lot of people are carrying these huge, humongous batteries um, that are about the size of a... Yeah, I don't want any part of that. That's what sets fire world. Too crazy. And Uh, I I, uh, showed uh, Stephen Dorff a picture of Liz Sets Fire with her thing, and he goes like this. I don't know about what she's vaping, but I'd be all over that. And I'm like, Steve, she's married. And he looks at me and he goes, you think that matters to me? I'm a movie star, my man. I'm not in radio. I'm in movies. Know the difference. Wow, Stephen. I go, wasn't I just, you know, I'm pumping motel life for you? And this is what I get back? And your blues? Um, the ladies love that, uh, Stephen Dorff. They find him to be um, sexy. He's totally ripped up. I saw him in that Immortals movie. He was just in the loincloth the entire time. I didn't know that. The guy's chiseled. That's called Immortals? Oh, stop it, Fez, because that's almost incest. If you, you can't be <laughs> with, because you know what I mean. Like he's like a, a, a blue brother of ours. He's sending. I don't want anybody getting the, the difference between us and the blues. And I'll actually keep writing back on like this. We're done that other box. How about come on? You heard? I told him. I said you're my. You say uh, fucking Z man now, dude. <laughs> don't forget that. I I'm gonna give you a thing that picture that you put up. Yeah. Does he not look like a younger Bruce Willis there? He's got a Bruce Willis thing going. He does, very much so. What number is Bruce Willis? Bruce Willis is a four. All right, that doesn't make sense. He should be a seven. I just want to know other sixes so I can continue building this thing. I've told you, Hard Rock Johnny. I know, um, Mikey D. Jeffrey but- Dahmer, Ted Bundy, <laughs> all sixes. I'm fine with that. Mussolini. <laughs> These guys got star power. Oh, that guy that they found banging a dead mule on the street. He's the same as you. Such a six. Yeah, his name is even Chris. Oh, that's that's weird. Chris the six. <laughs> How about the guy who uh, kidnapped those women in Cleveland? Is six. That- oh, come on. How about Nikki six? Nikki six is a nine. That's so dumb. Weird. Nine! Weird. And I'm a four, so that's cool. You're a five. Oh. I try to get him there. I try to trick him. <laughs> uh, coming up in a little bit, uh, we're going to give out today's Million Days of Christmas prize. Today, up for grabs on Ron and Fizz's Million Days of Christmas, signed by Sarah Michelle Geller. It's season one of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Which is similar to my nickname in high school, Fezzy the Cake Slayer. That's today on Ron and Fez's Million Days of Christmas. Cake Slayer's on today. Liz Sets Fire wants to know what her and her giant e-cig are. Uh, by the way, she smoked apple pie today. That's the flavor she goes for. The flavored things, then you're not smoking. 
Thank you. You're not smoking. There's there's base. There's tobacco and there's menthol. That's it. There will be never another flavor of cigarette. We were smart to ask for two different kinds. No, that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah, great. That was smart. That was brilliant of us. Love that menthol. I kind of find it menthol a little embarrassing, but Mm-mm. that was the way I was raised. <laughs> uh, so, what's Liz's number? Liz is a oh, Liz is a five. Same as me. Look at that. Same as me. Finally, I'm running into people that are in my group. Because I don't know a lot of fives. No, there aren't a lot. No. Really? Sixes, dime a dozen. <laughs> what Hicks is? Yeah. That's the That's stupid fine. thing that Hicks no, is. No, no, six is the best. Me, Johnny, Dahmer, Mikey <laughs> D, that guy who banged that mule. <laughs> All the lunatics. <laughs> hey, thank you for not... Doing a commercial to Steve, to uh, Stephen Dorf. I don't feel like I'm doing this commercial. I know, but, but thank you because he already knows. When you see my new one, in <laughs> Pichu, New York City, yeah. all over the world. Not talking to the camera this time. I can't wait to see it. Now, Jane McCarthy also uh, go, does the, the blue stickers too. She's in a, a campaign form as well. I didn't know that. Yeah. His are actually pretty cool commercials. They're, well, you know, they used the number one advertiser on on TV used to be tobacco, more than beer, more than cars. And when they got rid of those, everyone asked, like, "What is going to now? What's going to happen? All oh, the TV's going to lose all that money." Uh, but now e-cigs are buying up a lot of TV time. And Philip Morris and the big tobacco companies all have e-cigarette divisions. They're all Looking to make it. I should do an e-cig po- a podcast where I'm doing interviews and we're just enjoying e-cigs. Sounds just great. for people like us. Fellow e-cigs. I have my own Tommy Z burning question. <laughs> and it's come a long way because I remember the first time I, I smoked one of them. It was like at a bar show. Like maybe eight years ago or something. Really? I didn't even know that. Yeah, it was, it was at the Javits Center. I'd snuck into a bar show. I said I worked at like TGI Fridays, so I get like drink all day for like thirty bucks. Sounds like somebody's an alcoholic. <laughs> and then they had like every also they had like bar games and like different weird glasses or whatever. What are the bar games? Oh, so they're selling stuff. They're selling to bars. stuff, yeah. And there's like all like weird different kinds of alcohol were there. But then one guy had check these out. They're electronic cigarettes. You can smoke them on airplanes. Hey everybody, this is a new thing coming on. I hit it. I was like, this isn't strong at all. I, I went like this. Hmm. What do I have to do to have the New York City franchise for e-cigarettes? <laughs> I've seen the future. They're only getting bigger. It's like, do you ever watch uh, Tin Men? The movie Tin Men? Never saw Tin Men. Jesus Christ, Never dude. Saw it. There's certain scenes at the end where you get to see what the future is. There's just this thing where there's a McDonald's going up way in the in the distance because it was like a late 50s, early 60s movie, and the Tin Men business was kind of being run out. But at the end, when they're talking about what's go- what, what is there to do, a Volkswagen goes by and then a big McDonald's sign is being put up. But they don't really focus on it. You have to you know be paying attention. But that's the way life always is. Like, believe it or not, just think of how many things you could have been on the ground floor of. I know. Bitcoins. 
I could have gotten them for like two bucks a shot. Now they're like two seventy. And I could have just literally just bought. All right, I'll just put a hundred dollars in these bitcoins. It's silly, but whatever. It, it but there's me. so many dudes that have an eye for that, and they go like this: bitcoins, huh? I like the idea of this fake internet money. <laughs> I'm gonna jump in on. You know, their friends are going, "What are you doing, <laughs> bitcoins? You're stupid now." Some dude in the Netherlands like bought bitcoins years ago. Bought thirty dollars worth of them, and then it turned out he had like a million or five hundred thousand dollars worth of them. Now he forgot he even bought them; he couldn't even get into his account. Kills me. Damn it! You got yourself a nice Bitcoin there. <laughs> Is it physical? No, it's a number on a screen. Why don't we break here? Uh, we'll get back. You guys want to do a hashtag game? We haven't done one in a, in a, a little while. Hell yeah. Well, that's how we'll give out today's Million Days of Christmas when we come back. Uh, we'll set up a hashtag game and our attempts to go viral. It's the Ron and Fez Show. The Ron and Fez Show on the Open Anthony Show. Sirius XM. <laughs> You've been warned. The Ron and Fez Show, coming up a little later on in the show. The Five. The Five. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. That's our phone number. And this, of course, is a call-in show where you call that number and then we speak to you. I don't like those goddamn TV personalities who have no time for you. I've never once talked to Dave Letterman. Why? He won't give out the number. I'll get it, though. One day I'll get it. Uh, big Rob Ford blowing up in the club. Uh, Chris Stanley, I know you're a big fan of the mayor of Toronto. Love Rob Ford. He now is taking it to the clubs. He's got a dance hit that's popping pretty big. We'll play a little bit of it for you. Release this video. Your mayor. It is what it is, and I can't change the past. Am I an addict? No. Have I tried? Yes. It's my mistake. I know I have no crack left. I know doing crack was wrong. Rob Ford. Folks, I'll do anything for more. Drunken stupors off the wall. Rob Ford. It's a fact. I smoke crack. I don't recall. I want to be high. And smoke now. And I want to smoke a thousand pounds. <laughs> the city has the best crack. <laughs> has anyone ever been a mayor and also had a hit song in the clubs? No, that has never happened. Rob Ford is a trailblazer and a rock blazer. 
That's good, Chris. <laughs> Chris Stanley, wordplay. Chris Stanley, wordplay, Fez. It's fun to play along. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. In a little while, uh, we will be giving out this prize. It's Ron and Fez's Million Days of Christmas. Meet us under the mistletoe to win. Today's prize, Season 1 of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, signed by Sarah Michelle Geller. It's Christmas, the trees, the lights, possibly ending up in the men's room stall with a guy from sales after a drunken office party, all the traditional things. It's Ron and Fez's Million Days of Christmas. All right. We thought we'd try to get the hashtag game going. We haven't played that in a couple of weeks. Um, old school Fez, if somebody made a mistake, it was a boner. Do you remember when people used to say that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Big screw up. And it was always one of my favorite things in, the, uh, in school when the teacher would say something like, hey, that's my fault. That's my boner. And we would all... <laughs> oh, God! He said it! He just said his boner! And it was just so ridiculously fun as for kids because the teacher wasn't picking up on the fact that a boner is also a hard-on. So I was thinking, could it be possible? Is the Ron and Fez audience strong enough that we could get to go viral... Obama's great big boner. Is there a possibility that we could come up with hashtag Obama's great big boner? Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, I'll, I'll come up with the first one. Taking Joe Biden to get his hair plug. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Fezzi, you got one. I would say hiring Kathleen Sibyllis to run a website when she can't run a calculator. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Okay, see, we're going. This is, I I don't know whether you guys have ever been at the start of a wave. Because I deep sea fish. Yeah. And I see where the waves start. And I could tell if a surfable wave is only a couple inches big. It will eventually become a big roaring wave. I'm starting to pick up on this right now. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Well, you guys with Twitter feeds, feel free to go to Twitter and hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner. Now, if we were able to get this thing up and running, we'll be legends. Because later people will go, uh, they'll see the hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner. think it may be his penis. Chris Stanley. Trusting the NSA. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Trusting the NSA. Yeah. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Um, I'm going to watch as these start to come in. This is an interesting one right off the bat, and it's maybe a little more New York-centric, but um, this has already come in. From Mike Harris, Michael Harris, 
not having a son with a great big afro. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Boner, not bone. Boner. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Nick in Tennessee. You're on the Obama. Run of Fez show. Obamacare. Hashtag Obama's uh, great big boner. Obamacare. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Aaron in California. You're on the Run of Fez show. You know, Obama could have gotten a pit bull, but he got that Portuguese water dog. Hashtag Obama's great big hairy wet black No, no, no. Uh -huh. You're already out because you got to do it properly to get it to move in. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Matt. Matt, you're on the Run of Fez show. Building a statue in tribute to growing pains. Hashtag Obama's great big bonus. That was really, seriously, that was that was a problem. All right, it's picking up. We're starting to uh, get into this. Foggy Otis um, came up with continued war on drug. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Uh, buying a pack of non-menthol Newports. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Um, you can keep your health care plan. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Boning Mich Michelle. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um... Already having a trouble with the phones, so because they're blowing up over here. So let me jump into back online. Sending guns to Mexico, thinking that they would use them for hunting. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. It's not the drones. It's hashtag Obama's great big boner. You can keep... The healthcare if you suck on hashtag Obama's great big boner. His presidency isn't the only thing that's long and hard. Hashtag Obama's great big uh, boner. Um, here's Tom who just says not smoking crack. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. I would agree with that because we love our politicians to smoke crack. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Hey, Greg. Greg, you're on the Run of Fez show. Benghazi. What about Benghazi? Obama's hashtag Obama's great big boner. Dana, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yes, killing a uh, terrorist before interrogating a terrorist. Uh, hashtag Obama's great big boner. Here's Brent. Brent in D.C., you're on the Run of Fez show. Running for a second term. Hashtag Obama's <laughs> great big boner. Here's uh, Adam. Adam, you're on the Run of Fez show. Running on hope. Hashtag Obama's <laughs> big boner. You know, the word hope doesn't get brought up much anymore. Uh, Brandon. Brandon, what do you got for me, buddy? Obama cutting food stamps. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Uh, here's Cliff. Cliff, you're on the Run of Fez show. 
Rob Lomi, hashtag Obama's great big boner. I'm not sure if I would throw both of those in, but you got to like it. Um, Tony, Tony, you're on the Run of Fez show. Apple pie or menthol, you choose. Hashtag Obama's <laughs> great big boner. Um, let's go to John in Indiana. You're on the Run of Fez show. It was funny when he said that he bowled like a retard. Hashtag Obama's <laughs> great big boner. I bowl like a retard. <laughs> I mean, it's true, but he shouldn't have said it. Yeah, well, most of the things are true we shouldn't say. That's why you'll never um, ever hear somebody, uh, a president, step up and say, Oh my God, you should have heard my fart last night. I thought I fucking heard a kidney squirt out. Um... Trying to play basketball, hashtag Obama's great big boner. That's from Peter. Adam says he will be more popular if he puts out a sex tape. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Appointing that murdering pig of a secretary of state. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Uh, the one thing left in our pockets is hashtag Obama's great big boner. <laughs> Nothing but the truth. Hashtag Obama's great big boner because it might be yours. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Uh, hop online and do this and hit your uh, your friends and neighbors up when you like them with a retweet. And let's see if we can't get this one going out there. And add at the iBang to your hashtag Obama's great big boner tweets. Uh, thinking he can change Washington, hashtag Obama's great big boner. What's in America's ass, hashtag Obama's <laughs> great big boner. Um, taking Osama bin Laden on a scuba diving trip, hashtag Obama's great big boner. Let's go over to Jack. Jack, what do you got, buddy? Hey, the part of him that's definitely not white, hashtag Obama's great big boner. Kevin, you're on the Ron Fez show. Joe Biden's worst fear. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Ryan, what do you got for me? Hope doesn't float. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Mike, in L.A., what do you got? Uh, wearing mom jeans and photo ops to relate to the youth of America. Obama's great big boner. Uh, Crunch, what do you got, buddy? Losing Oliver Stone's face. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. <laughs> poor, poor Oliver. Mike, you're on the Running Fez show. Yes, we can. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Jay in Canada, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. What's long and hard and full of semen? Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Uh, Mike in Delaware, you're on the Ron Fez show. Pulling out of Iraq. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Eight six six. Ron Zero Fez comparing his fantasy son to Trayvon. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Keeping a leash on that crazy old fuck Biden. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Not securing Morgan Friedman to play him during news scrums. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Having MSNBC as cheerleaders. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. A black man with the worst hook shot in the history of basketball hashtag obama's great big boner um knowing more about kim kardashian than his own administration hashtag obama's great big boner get it up on twitter uh fez was right put in an at the i bang with some of these so it'll be easy for us to read along and pick a winner 
and retweet, retweet some of the ones that go out there, and let's see if we can't spin it viral. Uh, here's our buddy Arch. What do you got? Doesn't make you a bad person. Hashtag Obama's big boner. Uh, Dominic, what do you got? Obama thinks he's American. Hashtag Obama's big boner. Drew, what do you got for me, buddy? Uh, yes, we can make fun of Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Dave, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Having sleepovers with John Boehner. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. You can win on Ron and Fess's Million Days of Christmas. Tweet what you think is Obama's big boner. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Leaning too far to the left? Hashtag Obama's great big boner. You can win season one of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, signed by Sarah Michelle Geller. That's on the line. It's the Million Days of Christmas from the Ron and Fez show. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Here's a couple of them. Fez says I was a six. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Promising hope and change. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Most transparent government ever. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Tommy, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Tommy, what do you got? Tommy in Connecticut, yeah. Yeah. You already stole my thunder. I was saying government transparency. Here's Sean. What do you got? Free cell phones. Hashtag Obama's great big <laughs> boner. Don in Alaska, you're on the Ron and Fez show. What is bigger, Kim Kardashian's ass or hashtag Obama's great big boner? Chris, what do you got, buddy? Uh, let's go to Joe in New York. You're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, not using Ja Rule's prison recipes. Hashtag Obama's great big bonus. Uh, Mike in Queens. Do they serve half terms here? Hashtag Obama's <laughs> big fat boner. Uh, Blake, what do you got? No child left behind. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Dave in California. Obama falling down the stairs when going down Air Force One. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Tim in Texas. Tim in Texas. Monkey House Roxy rocks the fat ass. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Not saving McDonald's dollar menu. Hashtag <laughs> Obama's great big boner. Thinking he could throw an opening pitch. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Where's the birth certificate? Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Um, white Mama says what? Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Is, hashtag Obama's great big boner is why Michelle is always scowling. Yes, we can. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Not being able to conjure up a thought without a teleprompter. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. It's all brown. If it's brown, it's down. Except hashtag Obama's great big boner. Um, gets a Nobel Peace Prize while Commander-in-Chief of Two Wars. Hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner. Two girls, one cup. Hashtag <laughs> Obama's Great Big Boner. Um, Mike in Wisconsin, what do you got, buddy? Uh, what shut the government down? Hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner. 
Alan in Kansas. What do you got for me, pal? It's not my fault. It's Bush's hashtag Obama's great big boner. Kent, what do you got, buddy? I think I can trust that guy Putin. And man, he looks great without his shirt. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Stuart, what do you got for me, buddy? Hope in my eye. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. JR in Texas, you're on the Ron Fez show. Calling Hillary Kathy Kankles. Obama, hashtag Obama's great big boner. And we'll jump back into this with some more that are up on the internet right now. Not hiring the porn industry. They would have straightened out. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Clayton says leaving Kenya. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Going two for three against Romney in presidential debates. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. He had as much man ass as a gay old straight man. Hashtags Obama's great big boner. Believing in his fellow man. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Uh, let's go over to our buddy, Diggy Jr. Sucking fuck, sucking fuck, sucking fuck. Hashtag great Obama's big boner. I fucked it up. Sorry, Dougie. Uh, Derek, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Uh, maybe the NSA can watch it. Hashtag I bang. Hashtag Obama's big boner. Randy, you're on the Ron and Fez show. You didn't build that Obama's great big boner. <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> Jimbo, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Jimbo. Uh, my bad. Blueberries, the standalone fruit. Hashtag Obama's big, great big boner. Uh, Bernard, you're on the Ron and Fez show. God damn, look, I got all these white people clapping for me. Hashtag all right, Obama's that's fucking racism. That's racism. Singing Al Green. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Not being able to uh, negotiate it with John Boehner. Hashtag's great big boner. How many brothers do I have? Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Let Putin steal a Patriot Super Bowl ring. Hashtag um, a... A Obama's great big boner and Chris Stanley we're going to need something big for this because ladies and gentlemen we are now trending on Twitter <laughs> trending that quickly the Rana Fez show and the world's funniest listeners are able to trend on Twitter, uh, Stephen Knight sent us into us. Conair Curl and then hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner are both trending in New York right now. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Be proud of yourselves. Time.com picks you up yesterday. Today, within a couple of minutes, you trend on the internet. Stop you trend world. on Twitter. Strongest, strongest callers, strongest tweeters, strongest commenters in radio. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It's Obama's great big boner. Is the hashtag, hashtag Obama's great big boner. That's the game we're playing today for a prize. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Could make you a winner on Ron and Fez's Million Days of Christmas. Makes me feel like a winner every day. Tweet what you think was Barack Obama's great big boner. Hashtag
hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner. Make sure you add at the iBang for a chance to win season one of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, signed by Sarah Michelle Geller. It's Ron and Fez's Million Days of Christmas. I'll read a couple more up here. Uh, the Kenyan flag is flying from hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner. Speaks like he's at church. Hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner. Screwing up the future for Cory Booker. Hashtag <laughs> Obama's Great Big Boner. Ordering lettuce wraps for dinner. Hey. Hashtags Obama's Great Big Boner. Tea Party. Hashtag Obama's Great Big Big boner. Here's Darren. Darren in North Carolina. Yes, sir. My goddamn health insurance just doubled. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Sharon in Texas. What do you got for me? Michelle's gaping asshole. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Oh, my God. <laughs> Rob in Brooklyn. Yeah, Defense Watley, it's a nine. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. <laughs> Here's Doug in Boston. Doug in Boston, uh, let's go over to Sam in Austin. Hey, hope floats, but my government see. Uh, here's Doug. Doug, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, Kenya and uh, Kenya says she can fix my website. Didn't work out so well. Hashtag Obama's big boner. Here's Chris. Chris, what do you got? Obamacare is pushing it down our throats. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Blake in Oklahoma. We set up the Obamacare website using GoDaddy. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Chris in Columbus. We're playing basketball with the UNC Hoops team, the only black man to ever tuck his T-shirts into his sweat. Hashtag Obama's great big That was a bad day. Uh, Chris. Ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for hashtag Obama's great big boner. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Trusting a Canadian company to set up his healthcare website. They don't know computers, just hockey. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Not using just for men for his premature gray. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Uh, not smoking blues. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Reading emails with the NSA. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Black girls supported me. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. The Hawaiian Islands on our backs. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. We're now on the NSA watch list. Hashtags Obama's great big boner. Um... The NSA not doing a good enough job of staying undercover. Hashtags Obama's great big boners. And you already know that we're popping when the scam sites start to that's it, that's throw it in. <laughs> so the second that anything starts to go viral, those cheat sites pop in there as quick as they can. Yeah, they're bots. They just they just see what's trending and then they start tweeting anything that's trending. So that's that's the beginning. Obamacare ran out of server juice. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Wearing mom jeans seems to come up quite a bit. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Now I'm already loving this. What the fuck is this? Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Anthony Cumia doesn't care for hashtag Obama's great big boner. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Chris, what do you got for me, buddy? 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to say that uh, Obama uh, acts more professional with white people than he does with black people. Hashtag Obama's big giant boner. Chris, you might be the dumbest, most boring fucking caller we've ever had. Bobby, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Asking Candy to play the tape. Hashtag <laughs> Obama's great big boner. Kelly, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Oh. That's you, Kelly, in South Dakota. Oh. Dennis Rodman, hashtag Obama's great big boner. Jim in Canada. Ronnie, it's Jimmy. Breaking news. Rob Ford. He's got another video out. Go to Toronto Star. Here's uh, Shane. Shane, you're on the Run of Fez show. Shane. Hey, Peter in Long Island. Closing Gitmo. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Tom in Kansas. Chris is the dumbest caller on the Run and Fish show. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Terry in North Carolina. Terry? Yes. Yeah. Stimulate me. Hashtag Obama, big fat bone. Nick, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hello. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, green energy is the future. Hashtag Obama is a great big boner. <laughs> <laughs> right now for Ron and Fez's Million Days of Christmas. Hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner. Tweet about Obama's Great Big Boner mistake with hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner and add at the iBang so we can all see your hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner and take a good hard look at it. Up for grabs? Season 1 of Buffy the Vampire Slayer signed by Sarah Michelle Geller. Blessed holidays from the million days of Christmas from the Ron and Fed Show. I'm loving going through here, looking at people going, what the hell does this even mean? Why is this up here? <laughs> Those are my favorites. Just when regular people, not us, catch on when we bum rush the uh, hashtag on Twitter. I will shut down uh, Guantanamo. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Being Muslim. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Not playing himself in Olympus has fallen. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. I got nothing. I just wanted to say hashtag Obama's great big boner. Giving money to the auto industry to save Detroit. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Being not Sam's father. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Plugging up the golf oil leak with hashtag Obama's great big boner. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Put the uh, retweets up. It helps this thing keep going viral. Um, and off we go. Let's go to Brian. Brian, what do you got for me? Brian and PA. Fez is offended by hashtag Obama's great big boner. Chris and NC. Wanting to screw the country any way he can. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Jeremy in Florida. Yeah, IRS steals everything, including hashtag Obama's great big boner. Kevin in Virginia. Fez wants to play with hashtag Obama's great big boner. Uh, I'm going to read off a couple more of these. I'm really good at killing people. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. 
<laughs> he made blueberries a standalone fruit. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Man. Um, claims to be from Hawaii, but spells it H-A-Y-I-E. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Here's somebody who just writes, what the fuck? Laughing my ass off at hashtag Obama's great big boner. I love when the people from the outside try to figure out what we're doing. Thinks he made cumsies with hashtag Obama's great big boner. Not hiring the geek squad for the healthcare website. Hashtag Obama's great big uh, boner. Um, all up on Twitter right now. Let's keep this thing viral. Let's go over to Randy. Randy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Randy. All right. Take it to Joe. Joe, you're on the Run of Fez show. Married a black woman. Hashtag Obama's great big blunder. Uh, boner. Uh, we wouldn't be laughing if it was blunder. Craig, you're on the Run of Fez show. Pitching a tent in Syria. A hashtag Obama's great big boner. Chris in uh, North Carolina. What made Fez's cat say cookie? Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Pete in Pittsburgh. You guys bomb Syria. I've got a tea time tomorrow. Hashtag boner. <laughs> Retards. Brad, you're on the run of Fez show. I don't want my daughter burdened with a hashtag Obama's great big boner. Uh, blowfish. Uh... Magnum condoms only for Obama's great big boner. Um, Vino in Texas. Pepper and Dave circle jerking with Obama's uh, hashtag Obama's great big boner. <laughs> that's true. That actually happened. We don't we don't circle jerk. You guys do, no. and that's why that's really a fucking good joke. <laughs> Commenting on Trayvon hashtag Obama's great big boner. Not funding NASA hashtag Obama's great big boner. Uh, hashtag Great Big Boner is trending right now. This will probably be the highlight of my day. <laughs> hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner. What the hell is this? And why am I so interested in it? Benghazi. Hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner. Daughter's not nearly as drunk or as fun as GW's. Hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner. Um... 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. The beer summit worked and racism is over. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Pushing the electric car. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. I'm scared to know why this is trending. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Let's go and eat some half slices. Obama... Uh, Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Hey, that's not a drone. It's hashtag Obama's great big boner. Um, Jim, Philly, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, I can barely wrap my purple lips around hashtag uh, Obama's ugh. great big boner. Justin in Utah. Being born, hashtag Obama's great big boner. Brian in Chicago. If you like your foreskin, you can keep your foreskin. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Jay in Alabama. Making pregnant women faint. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Rick. At the airport with a giant teddy bear. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Steve. Barry the Nerd finally gets to hang with cool bros like Jay-Z. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Mark in Utah. I'll smoke these cools if I want to. Obama's great big boner. 
um, hiking up Anthony Cumia's taxes. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. By the sun, he'd look like Trayvon. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Are we basically saying our president has a huge dick? Hashtag Obama's great big boner. What is this? Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Be afraid. Be very afraid of hashtag Obama's great big uh, boner. How's that hoopy changing thing working for you? Hashtag Obama's great big boner. The only weapon America needs. SEAL Team 6 nukes. And hashtag Obama's great big boner. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. What the actual fuck? <laughs> Not uh, announcing Bin Laden's death at a P-Funk concert. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. The Rod and Fest Show celebrates the million days of Christmas. Today we're giving away season one of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, signed by Sarah Michelle Geller with hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner. Get your hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner into Twitter now with at the iBang to win. It's the million days of Christmas from the Ron and Fez Show. Show 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. This girl just writes, even if you don't get it, hashtag it anyway. <laughs> when I saw hashtag Obama's great big boner was trending, and then he just put some shock face <laughs> of, like, old school stuff. This is hysterical that we can pull this off. You guys are amazing, dudes. This audience is so damn funny. Dominating. Why do we do anything else but this? <laughs> Not changing his name to Obama Lion. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, here's Mike. Mike, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Speak softly or carry the hashtag Obama's great big boner. Uh, Tim, Tim, what do you got? Tim. Yeah, uh, Hillary fucking Obama to get back at Bill. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. I love some of these. Why is hashtag Obama's great big boner even freaking trending right now? WTF? <laughs> uh, now we know what kind of hashtags interest libs. No, not ones with information and facts, but trash like this. Uh-huh. That's from they're out of control in D.C. Who, who, who probably tries to trend every single fucking day. Um, here's one I love. Still angry you didn't get the lead in Django. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Why is hashtag Obama's great big boner trending right now? This has to be stopped. Why is this trending? Why is it trending? Never mind. I don't want to know. Um, why is this trending? I'm heading to the, the White House liquor store. You guys need anything? Hashtag Obama's great big boner. More people freaking out. Why is this trending? Did I miss something? 
Um, Otto and George came up with cultivating the Puerto Rican vampire look. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Ever wonder what was on a person's mind when he or she started a hashtag like Obama's great big boner? Was it an insult or a fantasy? Hmm. Um, this is fucking so funny. Since my whole TL consists of the bomb threat, let's just take a moment to look at these trends with hashtag Obama's great big boner at the top of them. That is so goddamn funny. Marion Barry, Marion Barry did lines off of hashtag Obama's great big uh, boner. Shrekalov came up with I'll show you pork filled legislature. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Talk about inflation. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. That's Liz Sets Fire crushing it again. Um, let's go to John, West Virginia. You're on the run of Fez show. Making white bitches wet themselves. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Ivan in California. Chris Stanley, three deep throats. Hashtag Obama's no. great big boner. <laughs> Mike in Jersey. That is what he sounds like with deep throats. I never suck dick. Mike, what do you got? Got some Borglums of the car something into Abraham Lincoln's mouth. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. I love the amount of people wondering why this is tra trending. Here's Buck just writes, hashtag Obama's great big boner is trending. Well, welcome to America. <laughs> Here's a guy who says, all right, this is against my better judgment, but I can't resist. Whose finger tips or fingerprints are going to be found on hashtag Obama's great big boner? <laughs> I'm glad he didn't resist. Um... Steve from Philly tried to start trouble. So many people going, why the hell is this trending? Here, Kim Berger writes, this hashtag makes me want to throw up. <laughs> I hope we didn't get the long form version of hashtag Obama's great big trending. We get it. A red tie. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. That is so goddamn funny. And what are these bots? Sites that you were talking about, Chris. Uh, these are uh, these are basically accounts set up, and they have like a they have a code that will look through what's trending on Twitter, and then it will set up to automatically then retweet those hashtags, so that when you search for the hashtag, they come up, so that the people will know about their Twitter account or whatever. It's it's just spam. It's Twitter spam. The, a human isn't doing this. Someone just set up a Twitter account, has a wrote some code, and now it just, it's just... And they tell people how they can get more real followers that they don't know. Yeah, exactly. You can get like 5,600 more followers. Here's a hot redheaded girl who thinks it's awesome that this is trending. I bet you do, honey. I bet you do. <laughs> Let's raise the debt ceiling with hashtag Obama's great big boner. So many people are just laughing their asses off that this is trending. If you can't think of one, just retweet to keep them pop them up there. It's one of the big games on the Ron Fez show, the hashtag game. And this time it's hashtag Obama's great big boner. It's Ron Fez's million days of Christmas. We're stuffing stockings, we're nogging eggs, and we're hashtagging 
Obama's Great Big Boner. Today, your chance to win Season 1 of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, signed by Sarah Michelle Geller. With hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner, make sure to add at the iBang on Ron and Fez Show's Million Days of Christmas. All right, every time you do the word show, it sounds differently. This the, we ought to go back and pull them, because this one was shows, as if you were slipping on it. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Having a beer summit, not doing a keg stand. Hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner. I smoked crack in a limo with hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner. I'm willing to negotiate with anyone. Hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner. Boner, I smoke behind Michelle's back. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Taking my family out of Chicago. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. No prison time for bank executives. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Uh, calls Kanye West a jackass, but can't run a website. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Hangs out with Joe Biden. Uh, hashtag Obama's great big boner. And ha ha ha, I fooled Whitey. Hashtag <laughs> Obama's great big boner. Never appearing on an unmasked. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Trevor, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah. Mike in Youngstown. Uh, Phil in Connecticut. Oh. Kansas, you're on the Run of Fez show. Nancy Pelosi choked on hashtag Obama's great big boner. Joe in Louisiana. Hey, this is change the American people can believe in. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Brad in New York. Hey, how come I can't get blown in the Oval Office? Hashtag Obama's Big <laughs> <laughs> Nile, in New Orleans, you're on the Run of Fez show. Bigger than a dolphin, smaller than a killer whale. Obama's great big boner. Uh, Mark, what do you got, pal? I thought Fez was moving to Canada, but I got fucked with hashtag Obama's great big boner. Christopher in Illinois. The leader of the free world. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. It's very, very strong. Took it trending, Fez. Took it trending today. Chris Stanley, you ready to... It's trending in America? It's a, It's one of the top trends in America right now. Unbelievable. <laughs> in the entire country. Nice work, people. All right, when the, when the guys in Terrestrial sit around and go, where are the cool shows at? It's Sirius XM because we're able to sit here, play around with one stupid phrase... And find yourself trending in America with hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner. It is the Ron and Fez Show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. His inability to successfully pull out of the Middle East or Michelle. Hashtag Obama's <laughs> Great Big Boner. Uh, we'll take a few more of these. I mean, I feel like I want to shut it down, but I have to say, uh, when you start to trend in America, how can you not keep the bit going? I, more than anything else now, I like reading the non-SiriusXM subscribers trying to figure out how the hell this thing trended. It's amazing. That's the best part. 
I, I was wondering if they would even keep us off if Twitter would, you know, shut us down on that. No, they loved it. All right, here's someone named Glimmer who said, Obama's hashtag, uh, Obama's hashtag great big boner is trending worldwide. And I just thought of Ryan Allen for whatever reason. Sorry, sorry, Ryan Allen. That is fucking hysterical. Who started this anyway? <laughs> hashtag Obama's great big boner. Why is hashtag Obama's great big boner trending? Uh, here's someone named Marcus. Obama's great hashtag Obama's great big boner is probably the best trend I've ever seen on Twitter. I don't always join in hashtags, but when I do, it's hashtag Obama's great big boner. Now, here's the weird thing about it. You know the White House has already picked up on this. <laughs> what the? Carney's having a press conference as we speak. And you know it's one of those situations of, is this something bad, or is this something that we can use, you know? They might be like, hey, the kids are loving it over there on Twitter. Setting the right demos. God damn, that's funny. Someone just writes, no, I bet it's tiny. <laughs> what type of trend is this? Um, so goddamn funny. Stay cloudy. Why is this trending, LOL? Here's someone named Miss Cappuccino who says, I'd love to take care of hashtag Obama's great big boner. Oh, my God. Uh, potential Twitter shareholders are discovering hashtag Obama's great big boner. Did you go public today? I use the whole sheep intestine for protection. <laughs> hashtag Obama's great big Boner. Fez called it crazy, but why doesn't he? And why isn't he outraged by that? Hashtag Obama's great big boner. The thing that got him to Harvard. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. I don't want the prize. I hate Buffy, but I'm not going to stop. Thank you, Amanda. That's so goddamn funny. I love the people who do not understand how something like this could happen. It's bigger than a Philly hoagie. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Driving Republican women crazy. <laughs> Hashtag Obama's great big boner. More people want to find out why this is trending. Uh, in America, I know some people are saying worldwide. So Chinese people are trying to figure out why this is is happening. Uh, Kevin, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Said Paul McCartney was too big for ONA. Hashtag Obama's big boner. Uh, here's Jay. Jay, you're on the Ron and Fez show. I'm going downtown. going to see my girl. I'm going to sing her a song. I'm going to show her my ding dong. Somebody old enough to remember Tommy Chong. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Tim in San Francisco. Weapon of mass destruction, Obama's great big boner. Charlie in Santa Cruz. None of your fucking business, hashtag Obama's great big boner. Uh, John in Virginia. Washington's bull, hashtag Obama's great big boner. Jason in Detroit. The rest of those package is, hashtag Obama's great big boner. Um, let's go to Jim in New York. 
Here's, uh, let me go over here to Ben in Chicago. Hey guys, what is fucked up? Uh, Michelle Obama from the front and my HMO from the ass. <laughs> Obama's great big boner. Here's a little lady named Allie who says, I can't even understand how this is trending. <laughs> Ghetto Fabulous says, thank you to hashtag Obama's great big boner. Of course, Twitter is worth $25 billion. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. <laughs> These are my favorites. Shut down. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Hashtag Obama's great big boner is trending. What the heck? Performing this year's Super Bowl show. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Funniest trend ever. Give yourselves a hand, by the way, Ron and Fez listeners. Fox and Friends in the morning. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Best hashtag ever. You could put somebody's eye out with hashtag um, great big boner. Jebediah Kibble says, Ron Bennington, read this on the radio. There you have it, Jebediah. You got it. A dream came true for you. There are 14 Cubans floating in on hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner. Black Rock Coalition, hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner. Who needs deep throat, deep throat when I got Snowden? Hashtag Obama's Great Big uh, Boner. Viagra not covered in health care exchanges. Hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner. A time of love and family and beating out other Ron and Fez listeners for great prizes. Try to outweet everyone with hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner and with at the eye bang. Today we're giving out season one of Buffy the Vampire Slayer signed by Sarah Michelle Geller. It's Christmas. Don't be a loser. Tweet hashtag Obama's Great Big Loser and win today on Ron and Fez's Million Days of Christmas. Uh, Kyle, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, BL says Jimmy Schubert can't compare to hashtag Obama's great big boner. Let me tell you something about Jimmy Schubert's legendary uh, hog. He's a stand-up comedian, yeah. but you have to pay him like a comedy team. They each demand <laughs> to be paid. Steve, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, are we... Not or Fez asks Obama's hashtag Great Big Boner. I just love some of the people trying to figure out why this is trending. Worldwide. Here's one that just simply said, hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner. Yep, that's right. It's trending. <laughs> WTF. Letting the Sirius XM merger happen. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Dropping loads of hope. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Morgan Davis, why is this trending? Why? Why the hell is, this is the next one from Daniel? Why the hell is Obama's great big boner trending? Worldwide? <laughs> Here's someone named Big Spooky Tits who says, hashtag, uh, 
Hashtag Obama's great big boner. I'm glad this is trending. The world needs to know. AE Radio cannot believe that this is a worldwide trend. Congratulations, Ron and Fez. Everyone is hopping on hashtag Obama's great big boner. Here's one. I mean, what is the actual meaning behind this trend? What are you guys trying to say about him? Here's Michael just says we're all fucked. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Jay Cutler's groin injury would have been much worse if he had a hashtag Obama's great big boner. Well, I'm going to take a little break here, but we'll keep trending along and stop on hashtag Obama's great big boner. You guys, the Ron and Fez audience, the Ron and Fez audience, and you know, you have to sit around and talk about all these social media people who try to trend things and say this and that. It's their life's work. You just need a fucking a funny premise and really the greatest people in radio listening to your show. And it pops. It rocks it. There's always that little nervous thing of, are we going to trend? All right. We're trending in New York City. Okay. Trending in America. I believe this is our first worldwide trend. And it's what? Only the third time we've done this? Yep. That's it. Third time we've done this a uh, little bit, and it's uh, trended every time. Always really, really funny. Uh, we'll break here. We will be right back in just a couple of minutes with lots more. Keep on trending for hashtag Obama's Great Big Boner, because I just love the people who have no idea how this went down. All the WTFs are my favorite ones of all. They do not understand how this could trend worldwide. It's the Ron Fez Show. You're enjoying the Ron and Fez Show on Sirius XM's Open Anthony Channel. More in moments. Underneath the stars, I've been flying past the houses, farms, and fields. Leaving all I know back home, rushing through the cold night air, and holding on to nothing but the weed. It's Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. That was some funny shit going on. All right, people are sending us that uh, hashtag Obama's great big boner, uh, number one in New York, number one in California, made it to number one in America, and then Jerry Barker just took a picture that said uh, number one in the world. But all that pales, 
all that to me just pales compared to uh, this that was just sent to us. Outside. Laughing my ass off right now. Ronan says Obama's great big boner. That's a vine that was just uh, sent to us by somebody. And the vine belongs to the one and only Don Geronimo. So, um, Don looks like he's coaching Green Bay today. <laughs> But uh, that's that's really, really cool. I believe Don's still in Sacramento. I don't think he's got back to D.C., but you can hear he's coming back to D.C. And you can hear his show every single night as he puts together his uh, thing back at uh, WJFK, whatever they call it now. The sports animal, or I don't know, they're always sporting something. They're sporting I'm, something. The sport, the sports beast. But to me, it's WJFK. Donnie comes on at 7 p.m. Mm, rocking it. Um, all right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. That was a hell of a lot of fun. I don't, you know, now we'll just see how it goes off on its own, what the other weird people do with it. It's like cold fusion. We just it exerts more than we fucking put into it. See, I don't know how that works. I don't know how cold fusion. I know you you've been working on it for a while, Chris Stanley. Yeah. I never brought this up, but Chris Stanley, your high school was what? Brooklyn Technical High School. Yeah, Brooklyn Technical High School, where Chris graduated at the age of eleven, uh, ended up getting his PhD. Were you fifteen or sixteen? I, I was a fifteen and a half. Okay. You know, the wrong side of fifteen, but. Okay, wrong side is 15. And all that eventually felt, you know, you worked with Cold Fusion and eventually came to be our executive producer. Yeah, I've had a wild life. I watched The Saint a lot in those high school years. I, I never saw it. Is it a good one? Oh, it's great. It, you know, is Drew Brees in that one as well? No, he's not. Too bad. Too bad. Val Kilmer. Still smoking our blues. Mm. We got a uh, We got a box being sent to us right now. That's nice. Curse you, Mr. Stephen Dorff. Stephen Dorff, our new best friend. He's the man. I'm just going to check into a hotel and just smoke blues like he did in that movie somewhere. And he was working with, uh, he's worked with both Dakota, both fanning uh, girls now. That's disgusting, Chris. I wish you wouldn't get into this. I'm just, I'm just saying the younger one was in with somewhere, and then he worked with Dakota in Motel Life. Yesterday, uh, it'll be up. I don't know when this Unmask is running, probably within the next couple weeks. But just in tears with Chris Elliott, who's lost so much weight that it was a little bit frightening. Yeah, ridiculously skinny. I saw him walk into... The I never saw him that thin when he was in his 20s. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, God, something bad. And I was thinking, on the other hand, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get the last interview ever with him. You know? I always like it when one of my guests dies, and then I have that. They, they die, though, you know? You never know. Sad. You never know. Tomorrow uh, on the uh, Rod and Fez show, it's the Tim Conway Unmasked. Oh, very nice. Special guest, Tim Conway. And, of course, his new book is out, What's So Funny? My Hysterical Life by Tim Conway. You also put up something on the iBang where... Um, Kate Upton's getting her uh, her titties uh, painted. Yeah, it's more you know the the painting stuff that. Do you like it when women they're naked but they're painted? I used to not like it, but I've turned on it. I'm still in the not like it face. I I I've, I like it now because I just I like to st you know that's nice. Why not just stay naked? 
because you know it's it's just it's just to get it. So it's I, th- I feel like Sports Illustrated like started or really blew it up when they started having all the girls in just the painted on bikinis. Well, that's what that is there. Yeah, that's that's what that is. And you look, but th- she doesn't ball. look naked. If and this this is nice. This is nice because in this vi- it's video of it. It's not just the pictures of it. You you can make out a nipple, right there. There's the nipple. Yeah, but you could say the same thing if it was anybody in a in like a tank top. But I know it's naked. It's very sexy. I find it a little bit um, disheartening. <laughs> uh, do you see this guy in Denver that walked away from his money? Yeah, uh, it's uh, one of their uh, gu- uh, guards, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Moffat. Moffat was the guy on the Broncos. Little Miss Moffat. He. Left a million dollars on the table, and because and he was like, I can't. That's it. I'm done. It's just he's too beat up, and he's like, I just don't have. But he's a really young guy. Yeah, he's, he's like in his early twenties. He's a young dude. Is this is third year. Third year in the in yeah. The, in the, in so the he's NFL. probably around twenty five, maybe twenty six. And I don't know where else he thinks he's going to make this money. Yeah, um, this is what he said. Um, I just really thought about it and decided I'm not happy. I'm not happy at all. And I think it's really madness to risk your body, risk your well-being, and risk your happiness for money. Uh, respect him or do you judge him? Um, I don't know what kind of family life he has or whatever, or he has kids. But I, I respect it. If he doesn't want to do it, fucking... I mean, it's probably bad for the team if he doesn't want to do it. If he's constantly thinking like... Yeah, but why do it mid-season? <laughs> you know what I mean? Could you say this to my, my man? Could you give us... Uh, eight more games and then the playoffs. We're going for the Super Bowl. Then the rest of your life, don't play football. That's Why not- do that now, midseason? Even your dad, when you signed up for stuff, will go. Once you sign up, you got to play it out. That's the most. That's probably the more professional thing to do. I mean, him being an NFL player in a team that's got real Super Bowl ambitions and a real Super Bowl shot. I mean, his job is to protect Peyton Manning. I mean, he's blocking motherfuckers. Not make sure he doesn't stop. You know what that. this is? Peyton's always yelling at him like, "You fat fuck! What's wrong with you?" <laughs> Up in his shit. Someone touched me, and I'm blaming you for it. Fezzi, you do you blame him or do you feel like he stabbed his buddies in the back? No, I don't. I don't blame him at all. I think he's worried that I think I think somewhere along this first eight nine games, he got hit hard. And realizes he's going to lose this, get, leave this game with a helmet full of pudding for a brain, and wants out now. He doesn't want to take another hit. Well, they're trying to destroy the NFL. They're doing the best they can. And the incognito thing is all tied up into it, and it's just—it's on the cover of New York sports papers, on the sports cover. Yeah, a guy who no one knew his name just a few weeks ago. And now you know just lying. Well, this drawn. is the funniest thing about it. I know, Fez, you've been on the side of. Uh, Martin, who ran yeah. off like a baby. <laughs> the two things that came up that have been very hurtful to Martin is the guys on the team have sworn in and said, "Hey, Nito's a fucking great dude, and he, you know, he backs up his team. He's trying to push everybody and toughen everybody up." But this was like even the more hurtful thing. The black dude said. Incognito is more of a black man than the black guy, Martin. Yeah, Mike Wallace, uh, formerly of the Steelers, he was all about He's, he's like, yeah, Incognito's my boy. Like, he's, he's my yeah. friend. Even after hearing that voicemail. And now it came out that uh, Martin was laughing about the voicemail in the locker room and passing it around to people. 
and like saying, listen, listen, what, listen what Richie left for me on my voicemail. I think Martin's in a good position. I think this whole thing has just been to sue the Dolphins to get money to go away. I think the NFL is going to say to the Dolphins, this is something you guys should have paid, taken care of. Pay this fucker off and give him enough money and make him sign a thing that he stops talking about it. It's interesting with the Dolphins because Philbin has said, I should have been watching this. I should have known it was going on. Taking responsibility in that direction where Incognito has come back and said, hey, coaching staff came to me and said, do this to the guy. Uh, but you know that everybody on the staff is different, that Philbin is a, is a kind of offensive genius. You know what I mean? He's a, a thoughtful guy. Those line coaches are like half animals, you know what I mean? They came out of that, so they're like, look, he makes up the plays. We're the ones that got to do it. Um, Philbin, a lot of people have said that's been the, the problem for Aaron Rodgers, after this guy left, he was the guy that was putting together all the offensive things for Aaron Rodgers right up to game time and during the game. That yeah. He's a brilliant guy, but he's not the in-the-trenches type coach. You know what I mean? You get It's just like our bosses down the hall don't know everything that happens in all the shows here. The PDs generally do. Well, on, on the post today, Vinny Testaverde wrote an article saying that Igamino's probably a racist and Martin is definitely soft because... When he was playing, when Tessaverdi was playing, the coaches didn't know everything that was going on in the locker room. And right. on, Why would they? Yeah. These are grown men. Yes. And, and here's the other part of it. Football players, I don't know why we get it into our heads about it, it building character and Jesus and all that. These are really like a bunch of badass guys who are in a gang that there are rules to the fight that they have. You know what I mean? The guys on that level, if they weren't doing football, they're probably going to end up in some kind of trouble. Now, I'm not talking about quarterbacks. I'm not even talking about most wide receivers. But defensive guys tend to be a lot of nasty guys. Offensive linemen are pretty rough and tumble dudes. They'd probably be out scrapping somewhere if they didn't have sports. They're in this shit every single play. Like, they're in the fucking dude's faces. They're trying, trying to hurt each other. And they're saying awful things to each other. <laughs> yeah. They're humiliating each other. They, you know, they 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 try to knock each other down, and then the rest of us act like that. You know, something else exists in the game. Football is not a very pleasant game. It's kind of an ugly game. It's one of the reasons why we find it um, interesting. Um, here's Dennis. You're on the Run and Fez show. Hey guys, uh, I hate to I hate to say this because I love you guys so much, uh, but. Uh, um, that thing about the Denver uh, player that just haven't quit during midseason, and you know, I, I think it's probably best for the team, like after Hicks playing, because uh, you know he's he's not he's not in it, and it's the same thing with with Fez. I mean, I, I hate to say that too, but you know, would it be best for the show if, if Fez left because he doesn't contribute or keep going like he is? Wait, doesn't contribute. I've been listening to him contribute his goddamn ass off. Look who it is. It's a Brooklyn blowhard. Hey, buddies. First of all, Ronnie, I wanted to thank you for yesterday's uh, Sherry Curry. It blew me away. It was one of the best interviews I've heard. I, it took me back to a very special time, and when she started performing with her son, that was just awesome. So thank you for that yeah, one. Yeah, we got to um, remember to play that again. It was one of the best I've ever heard, and I used to love her. She's no Debbie Harry, but she was a looker. And uh, Let me tell you, she's still a looker. I'm, she I, came I, down this hall, and she was stopping people. 
I bought that album at Corvettes on sale for 99 cents back in the day, and I wore it out. So. Corvettes. Remember Corvettes? That's such a funny thing. Some of these phrases that you've forgotten about. Yeah, now, now with, with this whole incognito thing, yeah. the league is crucifying this poor guy. And meanwhile, they let the dog killer, a guy who's done something that's so heinous, uh, slide after all this time. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Michael Vick did his time. He was out of football. He paid a price. To, do you think Michael Vick should have got a lifetime ban? I kind of think so because I think that it's a privilege to play in the league. And now you have guys saying racial slurs like that receiver on the Eagles, and they want to crucify him. And yet you got a guy who tortures and kills dogs. And all right, this came up on PTI pass. last night. Uh, and I really identified with that. The guys on PTI said those words are more hurtful to people of one generation than to another generation. Oh, and I have to agree 100% with and you, that. And you tend to put your generations on it, you know what I mean? But the younger guys, those black guys that he's dropping N-bombs with, were not offended. No, they laugh along, and and it's it's it, even in my neighborhood. I live in a Chinese neighborhood. I hear little Chinese kids walking by, going, "Yo, my nigga," and I'm like, "Most people that you hear saying that in New York are Hispanic." I hear it all the time on the subway. They don't care who's sitting in the subway with them, and they drop that. Speaking of which, I'm in an elevator with Chris Stanley yesterday. Oh, We're riding up with business people. His language was so atrocious. And he's and bitching know, about something at work, and he's actually saying, uh, dudes, they're fucking us, they're trying to fuck us in our assholes, they got their dicks up our ass, and he's so loud saying it, yeah. and instead of, like, um, you know, trying to correct him or stop mm -hmm. him, I just stood and enjoyed it, and watched <laughs> the, just, you could just see people's, their, their eye, you know, because someone could have turned around a bit offended, but when you don't know Chris, he looks like a maniac. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, come on, I don't look that bad. But do you realize the things that you say in public? I, you know, I, I don't. It just comes out, and I'm just talking to you. I don't think you possibly could. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> or else it wouldn't be getting said. I don't. I just, I, I it just, the it's just, it's The amount of piss holes and assholes that get brought up. It's a little, it's a little much. Um, hey, uh, Blowhard, we actually have some good news about Eddie the Pointer, too, don't we? Yeah, I saw him yesterday, and after a year of bureaucracy and red tape and building and more building, our buddy Eddie, nice guy Eddie, is finally moving into his house in Breezy Point from uh, the storm that destroyed his house. He finally has it completed, and he's moving in Saturday, and I couldn't be so happy, more happy for this guy because he's, he was exiled to Brooklyn, <laughs> and he hated living in Brooklyn, uh, not in the best neighborhood, and... Uh, now it's like Christmas for Eddie Pointer, so congratulations, Eddie. I'm so happy that you are getting back into that house. You can walk the beach again. You can do whatever you got to do because a whole year of dealing with the city, all the agencies, and he's finally, finally getting in there. And I'm so happy for him. So, All right, man. And, Ron, one last thing. Yeah. Chris Stanley, you talked about the profanity and stuff. Now, I don't mind profanity. It's part of life. But when he takes the Lord's name in vain with his Jesus mm. F and holy effing Christ, and yes. I mean, 
it, it just gets to the point where, like, the blasphemy. I don't care if you talk about your dicks that you enjoy so much with Dave and your mm. gay sex and your jizz. Yeah. It, but even that's juvenile. But when you start taking the Lord's name in vain so much, Chris. You kiss my ass, Bullhard, because I, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. But you say you don't believe in God. How can you celebrate the Christmas spirit when you don't believe? Christmas in it? isn't even is barely Christian at this point. What no, are you talking about, you crazy asshole? Jesus is the reason for the season, my friend, and you are a black. And you're the last one to actually believe that. You are. I do because it's Jesus's birthday. That's Christmas, not because you want to be Mister Happy and and drink eggnog and get fucked up and puke on That's yourself. That's true. I hate eggnog. Get you off do. my ass. You do. No. You do you drink it. Scotch whiskey. Oh, eggnog. Yeah, no oh. one. Hey, Chris, Eggnog is great. <laughs> What's that? You going to celebrate Ramadan? I mean... No, I don't want to fast. No, but my whole point is, you you said that people who are religious, you don't trust them, you don't like them, you don't believe in God, and yet you're saying, oh, Christmas spirit time, oh, Merry Christmas! The million days of Christmas is fucking secular, all right? No, Little hard, get off my ass! It's a religious holiday, you fool. You're a crazy old bastard who lives oh. in fucking Brooklyn and stays in your fucking apartment like a crazy hermit. You can kiss my ass. All right. Now, I know that you're angry, Chris, but he did. You you say you're an atheist, correct? Yeah. I'm a la I'm a bad guy. You know, I, I was. You're a lapsed Catholic. But, uh, you, uh, right. You were raised Catholic, but intellectually, do you believe that there is an afterlife? No. And yet, do you believe there is a God? No. Do you believe a man named Jesus Christ ever walked the earth? I believe there was a guy named Jesus Christ who walked the earth, but I don't, think, I don't believe he was the son of, you know, a, a being called God. Right. And yet you still yell out, God damn. Yeah. And stuff like that. Why do you do that if you don't believe in it? It seems kind of crazy to yell out something you don't believe in. <laughs> Maybe that's why I do yell it out, because I don't believe in it. So is that, as someone who do, what does believe in those things... You can't that. get offended. Yeah. You want to try to offend strangers as much as you can. Uh, all right, here's one. This is up on the iBank today as part of the five. All right, this came up as... Hollywood presents the afterlife. So this is five uh, films in the way they d they dealt with heaven. You got a matter of life and death, defending your life, which was a lot. It was great. Tree of life was a very spiritual thing. Uh, lovely bones, and a film called Afterlife, which I have to tell you the truth, I'm not familiar with that one. I want all all you guys to think for a moment. Imagine, even you atheists, because Fez, you're an atheist as well. Yes, right? very much. All right, I want to give you this scene. If there was an afterlife, if we could invent an afterlife right now, what is it that you think you would want it to be? You get to pick. I don't want you to be act like, why would I do this? <laughs> uh, some people have written up the one from Dreams May Come. Um, oh, that one made me nauseous. Too painty for you? Too painty, people floating everywhere, too much going on. 
Here's like Doxicated says, how could you leave out Weekend Bernie's? As an atheist, I view that as the most accurate portrait of the afterlife ever. <laughs> what about when dogs go to heaven? We'll open up here to 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I remember when Fez was a Lutheran, he, he and I were in a serious discussion, it was off the air, about the afterlife, and you were a complete believer in those days. Total. Yeah. And his, it sounded like heaven was the suburbs, where he's actually saying, I'll drive over, see, maybe we'll hang out, you know, watch TV and stuff, and I'm going, you mean like we're doing right now? You drove over to my house, <laughs> we got a game on. It's just going to be the same thing. He goes, yeah, like our houses will be close. I go, that's here. That's now. You're not even giving me anything new. It's heaven on earth, dude. Yeah. I was, I was taught to take the Bible completely literally, and when it says Jesus is going on ahead to prepare a place for you, there are many mansions in my father's home. That I thought, yeah, we're all getting to, you know really nice townhouses. But that's not a mansion. On one hand. On the other, there was no cars mentioned in the Bible, and yet you said you were driving over. All right, Chris Stanley, I'm going to go to you first. All green lights. Okay. Um, and also, uh, I'll make this move, because Vito actually is a person who still believes in God in the afterlife, and he can throw his in, so I'm going to bring him in. But, Chris Stanley, you first. What would heaven be? So you pass away, and then you come to... And it is the never-ending house party, where it's just a house party with all of the, your loved ones or just people you want to hang out with. That you it, wouldn't get bored of that? It would be such a great house party that you wouldn't get bored of it. Do you sleep? If you want, but you don't have to. And if it, you doesn't have to... The, is there drinking? Yeah, there's drinking. Why would you drink? You're in heaven. You could just make yourself feel buzzed. Well, that's part of that. It's part of heaven. If you want to have a drink... You have a drink and then get, but like you'll be able to control the amount of buzzness you want. Will you ever be sober? I think I'd want to always have that warm buzz. Just I beginning. got news for you: a never-ending house party yeah. seems like it could be hell to me. You know what I mean? Or <laughs> people just start like this, like you're like twenty fucking thousand years and we're still at the same party. It seems like just doing any one thing. Would be somewhat nerve wracking. 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. The game is this Describe heaven. Tell us what heaven is. Now, Vito, you are a young Catholic, right? Yes, I am. And you are a complete believer. I believe in heaven. Not a 99% believer. 100%. 100% believer. Yes. Now, your view of heaven is it one that you were raised with or one you decided on your own? Um, Kind of raised by, kind of like, you think your own stuff about it, but pretty much the, like, cloud city. Okay, it's a cloud city. <laughs> a cloud <laughs> city. Been. Cloud city, we're just like... Is there a black dude running everything? <laughs> but you think he's cool, but then he rats you out? <laughs> no, Lando Calrissian doesn't run it. Okay. God Because that'd be it. great. But... So would it look like there's your cloud city? That's kind of, I guess? Yeah. What What holds the buildings up? The Holy Spirit. Now, this cloud city, is it going over the world? No, it's in a separate dimension. Oh, it's a separate far, dimension, but far, yet far away. Still, still clouds. Yes. Okay. So it's another dimension, but a uh, dimension that has precipitation. We know that much. <laughs> yes. All right. You're in this cloud city. Yeah. What are you wearing? 
Uh, you, just, you can wear anything. You can wear whatever clothes you want, you know, mm -hmm. whatever style is popular. Right. But you do have to wear clothes. You do have to wear clothes. You Nobody can't walk around with your... No, you can't have your penis out. Even though, why would you have a penis? You're in another dimension. I think you're still allowed to do stuff up there. Yeah. Do your droids go to heaven with you? Now, you're, you you said you're still able to do stuff. Do you urinate with that penis? Yeah, you can you can urinate with it. Cause it's like, but you don't have to. You don't have to, but sometimes you do because it feels really good when you pee. Okay. And, <laughs> In my, in my heaven, there's no more shitting or pissing. It's it's you're done with it. All you right. Don't like taking a good piss. But see, you, it it interrupts everything. You don't have to piss or shit anymore. In you my can heaven. push it off to the. Like, Why can't you just piss? But it's like vaporizing. Plus, you're at a house party all the time. You don't want to wait on the line for the fucking. Why don't you do this? Or just piss paper. <laughs> I'm not going to be seriously. I might swing by your house party. <laughs> I ain't saying I won't show. Brad, you're here. Come on. But I can't have it go on forever. Never stops over here. All right. What else happens in your head? What are you doing? Uh, so you're wearing whatever you want. You're pissing because it feels great. You're chilling with all dead people that you like were cool with, or you can meet. You can meet like famous dead people. What if they don't want to meet you? No, they're everybody's really cool. So they're like, "Hey, man, you want to know about my life, bro?" I know, but how how could it be cool for them? You know what I mean? Like Jimi Hendrix is getting bothered by you and your fucking no neck friends. You know what I mean? Because he's like, I got so much time to kill up here. It's not time to kill. This is just existence yeah. now. This is forever. All right, but here's the thing: Could you play the guitar like Jimi Hendrix if you wanted to? I can learn. Easily because I have heaven powers. Okay, so with your heaven powers, you can play just as good as Jimi Hendrix, right? After a few lessons from Jimi Hendrix. Okay, so what makes Jimi Hendrix special anymore? Why would you even want to talk to him? What would you talk to him about? You can do everything that he can do. Because he's just going to tell you cool stuff. You can be like, yo, man, tell me about your life. And he'll be like, here's my life on a platter. All right, so... One of the things you do is you bother famous people yeah. about some of the things they've done. Now, by the way, his life, he's still going to be talking about this 30,000 years from now. He wouldn't really have done a lot in heaven because there's not a lot to do. But that's why it's good because since heaven's like never ending, he'll be, people will stop going up to him as much. No kidding. As time goes After on. After a while, they won't even know who he is. Some people go up and say, Wait, tell me again, what's a guitar? Why did you guys even have them? People people doing panels, like Q&As. <laughs> All right. That's is this con Well, I, I was actually going to say Sundance, but Comic-Con, okay. Um, Chris, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Vita, do you have to climb a beanstalk and collect coins up in the Cloud City like in Super Mario Brothers? Um, no. It you does have a Super there. Mario thing. Uh, Eric and, and No Joke in Hoboken, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, buddy. Yeah, I always thought the whole concept with American Beauty, where the lights go black and you just relive your life. I think that'd be amazing. You take the warts and all and you just relive it, you know? But just almost. With but the after a while, wouldn't have. that be boring? I don't think so, man. Not if you live the boring life. So you live the boring life, of course. But let's right? go. I mean, I, I feel like I've had a lot of fun in my life, and I've done some shit, good and bad. 20 years from now, that's not going to interest me anymore. I'll be like, really? I'm still fucking going over the fifth grade? I hate this bitch. I hate <laughs> Mrs. Keebler. 
<laughs> and she's going to be there going like this. It didn't happen like that. I fucking uh, taught you a lot of shit, dude. <laughs> and yeah, I made you stay in because you were noisy. I had to say to her, look, I got people I need to talk to. You got to talk. I don't get fucking mad. Now I got to spread some news around. There's things I'm, I'm working on. Some respect, lady. All right. All right. It looks like now everybody that's doing this thing is people that have nothing to do with us. And they're a lot less funnier than us. This guy just says, what is that thing in Nancy Pelosi's vag hole? <laughs> that's not all that strong. Oh, maybe Twitter shut it down or maybe we just shut it up fast. And it came down just as fast. But it was Twitter's first day of, you know, their new business. Yeah, their IPO went out. Yeah, and there we have Obama's <laughs> great big boner rocking it. <laughs> like Chris Stanley in an elevator. Kirby, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, fellas? It's, yeah. uh, I think Kevin is just uh, getting a constant flunky. Just dropping a shit, dropping a load every five minutes. It's like a dog. <laughs> you're in dog heaven. Do you have to clean up? Davey, yeah. you're on the Run of Fez show. Davey. Hey. Yeah. Uh, well, it sounds like Chris wants to live at uh, Jesse from uh, Breaking Bad's house. Uh, continuous house party, but again, I'm saying blowjobs is the way to go. There'll be blowjobs at the house party. <laughs> Again, a blowjob feels great, but none of us have ever been 100, 200 years into a blowjob. You might be like, get your fucking mouth off my dick. Things I just do. don't want this sensation. You know, I'm sure if you were on a desert island, you might be thinking, oh, milkshake. I can't wait to have a fucking milkshake. When you got home, you know, you got rescued. You went to fucking McDonald's. You drank a goddamn chocolate milkshake. It was so good, you probably drank another one. But you just didn't keep drinking them constantly for the rest of your life. You'd get satisfied and want to go on to the next thing. You guys seem like heaven is nothing but an after party. That there's no per if if you think about it, if you're spending eternity doing something, yeah. this would be about the most boring thing that ever happened during your existence, your short time on Earth. That would almost feel like, whatever. Don't bring up Earth to me right now. It'd be like now if you wanted to review. Sometimes when like you were in a fucking traffic jam when you were ten, you know, <laughs> why would you care? You don't sit around and review your own life. Let's go to. Well, he was a Lutheran, but after years of having gay fantasies, mm -hmm. you dropped God. All together, yeah. I don't believe... Did you renounce him? Uh, there's nothing to renounce. Did I you say, I renounce you? I would say, here's how I think, if there was a heaven, here's how I think you would get around Vito's meet and greet with celebrities in the afterlife. Okay. I think in the afterlife, you would, you could, as a definite possibility, as a thing to do, time travel. You want to meet Hendrix, go back to, go back in time on Earth and be there at Woodstock and see him. You well, know? that was one of his worst shows, but to go back to you, Fez, if you could time travel, we'd already know it. 
Well, I'm th- I'm thinking in more of the form of not like an Earth person time traveling, but an angel showing up all through Earth's history, also exploring other planets in the galaxy, just getting to go you're out st- wherever you want to go. You're now starting to sound like a Scientologist. Xenu style. You worried about thetans? You're and just traveling through time and space at your will. That's you're, not- you're not stuck in one well, situation. You are... Part of some, you're, you, you got billions of part of yous that do travel through time and space, the atoms that are in your body. That already happens. That's already you. The atoms that are in your body came from the other side of the universe. Yet that's not good enough for people. Um, here's uh, Greg. Greg, you're on the Run of show. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah, I just wanted to tell uh, Pepper and Fezzy that. Unfortunately, you guys are going to find out about a second after you die that you're wrong about about the way you believe, and you know I feel sorry for you in that aspect. I would rather but, be wrong our way and die and end up seeing God than being wrong your way, expecting to see Him and the lights go out. Problem is, if you're wrong, you're not going to see God. That's the unfortunate truth. You being wrong, you're not going to see Him when you pass away. You know, we're not here. The universe is spinning out of control, and everything's just happened because something popped and a gas exploded over here, and it just happened. I'm sorry, Fez. It didn't happen that way. And I know you're upset with a lot of things, and you're mad at the man or whoever's holding you down, but you know in your heart that there is a God. Why can't you embrace him, Fez? I'm not going to embrace something that doesn't exist. Greg, what if you prayed for Fez? You think it would come into his mind? I've had prayed for Fez. I listen to you guys all the time. I, you know, I think Fez is great, man. Yeah. Uh, I love Ronnie B. I love, I love Pepper. But, but here's the thing, Greg. Do you feel bad that one of the people that you love um, are really going to end up burning for eternity, Fez Watley? Yeah, I do. I really do. Because when I'm in heaven, I'd like to introduce my son to Fez Watley. You know? Uh, do I think that on Earth. pretty awesome. That's disgusting. Oh my god. He didn't god. mean that way. I know one thing. If I get to heaven and Fez is burning, I'm never gonna stop laughing. And I'm probably gonna throw shit down there until I'm probably gonna just still even try to fuck with him. You'll be able right. to see me according to the Bible. What, the Lutheran Bible? <laughs> Everyone's Bible. You're no, it's not everybody's Bible. Your Bible went off the wrong way. Once your leader uh, nailed his feces to the fucking door of the Catholic Church. That's feces. Feces. Either way, it smelled like shit. Mm. <laughs> so this is, why why were you actually like mean to that guy that wanted you to be part of this? Well, he automatically is putting me and our producer Chris Stanley in in the hellfire. There is a hell. I wouldn't be surprised then up there. Um, no, me neither, but I'm not going to let that guy have the satisfaction. BuzzFeed just put something up. Twitter's twendi- trending topics the day it went public. Uh, and number one on that list is Obama's great big father. say this, in less than 24 hours, our listeners have been on Time.com and now BuzzFeed. 
beating an actual story, which is Rob Ford. <laughs> and Throwback Thursday. Yeah. Throwback Thursday is huge. And we fucked up church clothes, too. Suck on it. Turn up. Maybe we should have did Rob Ford's big boner for him. <laughs> <laughs> Poor bastards. <laughs> All right, make sure everyone retweets that, too, so we'll all remember it. And we made number one. Thanks to Jerry Barker for keeping up on all this stuff. Jerry Barker knows where we trend, how it happens, blah, blah, blah. Later, uh, Fez will give out the prize. Fez, you probably shouldn't even do it till tomorrow because you'll need some time to go through that. A lot to sift through there. Hashtag Obama's great big boner. Here's a Steven. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Um, I, I just wanted to, about that last call I say, like, I, I, don't, I don't like how people say to believe in a certain god or religion just as an insurance for the afterlife. How is that? How, how do you think that god is going to feel when you're just believing in him for that reason, when you don't really... All he wants is for you to believe. He doesn't want anything else. Just believe in him and honor him and, and say nice things. Earl wants to just sit next to him. To just say him. stuff. Yeah. No, he doesn't even want to talk. He just wants to repeat holy at him. Holy, oh, yeah. holy. The day that Earl said that I was in tears. <laughs> Earl has himself in heaven sounding more like he was a crow. <laughs> like an annoying crow. Uh, Matt. In Michigan, you're on the Run of Fez show. How's it going, guys? I just had a yeah. comment about the, the guy talking about reliving your life again. Yeah. I mean, would it be, well, it's more or less of a question, would it be a lucid kind of dream where you, you're conscious and you can see everything, you could change things, or would it be just, I mean, you're stuck there watching it like a movie? If you're watching it like a movie, you'd probably just go insane. I'd I mean, like no to change a couple things if it was up to me. It sounds like you're getting like 80 years of Groundhog's Day. Yeah, but but at least you could. Uh, Groundhog's Day could, would be great because at the end of that, he did come around to stop acting like a selfish dick. You know what I mean? Like at the end of Groundhog's Day, which is really one of my favorite films. By the way, Chris Elliott was in that and did a great job. Uh, but at the end of that, he was he finally figured out life. It wasn't the never-ending party that Chris Stanley brought up yeah. or the cool Cloud City thing or even Fez's vicious, you know, anti-God rants. It was finding a way of being of service to other people, making other people feel good in, in, in the smallest or biggest possible ways. That's why that, to me, is one of the most spiritual films that you could ever watch. But you would have to make the changes. You don't want to just go through it and relive the same awful shit that you did. You know? Yeah. I mean, really, if you could went back over your life, do you think that there's people you think about being nicer to or people you thought I should have been meaner to? You know, I wish I was meaner. Yeah. I don't normally have those thoughts. I do have the thoughts of, oh, man, I probably shouldn't have, you know, that fucking done that. Bad idea at the time. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, wouldn't you have treated women better in your life if you could redo it? 
yeah. when you hear about those guys like, oh, my old girlfriend's always called me. Why? To scream at you? No, 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 no. No. To be nice. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, Matt, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie B., the best living journalist. Mm. Um, you're always asking everyone what their thoughts are on the afterlife. I don't think I've ever heard yours, though. What do you, uh, what do you believe happens? I don't see how you could even come up with a belief in something that you have no idea. You know, the thing that only makes sense to me, because you cannot destroy energy, is that your energy returns to all the places that it came, more or less. But that doesn't give you your ability to be you. You will not be your persona. That you will go back and enjoy and and become part of all the things that you got this from. But do you understand what it's like to be part of the rain? Are you going to get that? Could you be part of the wind and understand it? That doesn't make sense to me. Although I'd have no problem signing up for that. That'd be pretty fucking trippy. I mean, you will rejoin everything. The separation is just the illusion that we have of life. We are already part of everything else. So I, I read a thing one day. I'm going to paraphrase because I'm not. I I don't have it completely, but it was so great. But it was something along the lines of the egg salad sandwich that I ate two hours ago is remembering my tenth birthday party, and that is what happens. All this stuff that you think of as you is not you when you were 10. You don't have any of the same physical things anywhere. It's all gone. In your body, yeah. All the, cell, uh, all the cells live and die. Atoms, you know, come and go. You're losing atoms right now as you just sit there. That's fucking trippy, man. I'm, Stop, I'm you look out. down and you see a little bit of dust in this room. Yeah. And that used to be you. You know what I mean? That was you. Is that still you? The people who worry about stuff are the ones who shit in a bottle and keep it underneath their their bed because they're like, I'm not flushing me away. That shit was me. Oh. Uh, you want you don't want that kind of madness. The only other kind of it is to know you're you're sharing the same thing as everything else in the world. Says the guy who came up with hashtag Obama's great big boner. What else is there? You're probably really not even you. You're everything. Well, just one part. Is just one giant organism. Who knows? Damn. But on some level. You know, if is if you get far enough into space, which is really just the beginning of space, you can't see individuals at all. You would just see that Earth itself as being part of something. You pull back, and it's you see that it's part of something else. Or if you go further and further into you, you know, you don't sit around and think of your knuckle as being you. You don't wonder is my knuckle happy now? No, never. Yeah, I just crack it. Probably doesn't like that. I don't know. Feels good. Um, we do got a break here so we can catch up, right? Yeah. It break. is the Ron and Fez show. A million days of Christmas. The Heaven stuff is up on the iBank, too, if you want to jump in 
and write up your ideas of the perfect. And of course, some people have just written what was their favorite movie thing. Death Proof lights down dust in the wind, bro. Dust in the wind. Kansas has always put it best. I mean, whether it's Carry On, My Wayward Son, The Wings of Steel song, they've always been there for us. We break. We'll be right back. More to follow. It's the Run and Fest Show. Ron Bennington. Right. All right. Taz Wally. Yeah. This is the, the Ron and Fez Show. I think I won the Fool's Award today The way I made my baby cry I can't believe the stupid things I say Without one good reason why I know that life has got its ups and downs I could take whatever comes around But if you ever take your love from me Now that would be the tragedy It's the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, you guys went worldwide today with the hashtag game. BuzzFeed also picked it up as the number one tweet, uh, the hashtag. It uh, just so happens that it got a little too much heat, so much that Twitter has shut it down. Oh! Shut it. Take it off. You can't have any fun, Twitter? Come on. Oh, we had fun. <laughs> it was a good time. We had fun. We want everyone else to have fun. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of it. It's, it's out there now. Uh, I guess we'll have to think of these things one at a time as we go on. Something that could not be you know, taken the wrong way. We thought the fact that it was boner, like, oops, mistake. Sure. And, you know, the other version of boner would get us through. And I guess it carried enough to go worldwide in, in uh, number one. Worldwide number one tweet. Hysterical. Who doesn't love it? 
Uh, Big Rob Ford came in number two. Now, apparently, he's got out a fresh, fresh, and it actually it was brought up to us during that, but we didn't have a chance to look at it. But this is, uh, is it a press conference that he did, Chris? Um, it's it's from a li- from an unknown living room, and it's and you don't know the context of it. All right, this is another tape. This is up on the iBang right now as we speak. So uh, let's play it now. We'll no, we don't know much about it. This is just Big Rob Ford, mayor of Toronto. The Toronto Star put this out and also has the audio uh, transcript. Because I'm going to kill the fucking guy. I'm talking to his first degree murder. That's it. Burn it out, burn it out, burn it out, burn it out. Give me the phone. I'll burn it no old part, brother. He dies or I die, brother. Brother, you've never seen me fucking go to that. You think so, brother? But when he's down there, I'll rip his fucking throat out. I'll pull his eyes out. I will fuck when he's dead. I'll make sure that motherfucker's dead. I need fucking 10 minutes to make sure he's dead. It'll be over five minutes, brother. But 10 minutes out, brother, it'll be a bad... I am a sick motherfucker, dude. But no one's going to fuck around me. My, my brothers are. Don't tell me where I am. I'll stop it for a while. He's either really wired there... Or he's got chemical problems. His brain. You you don't get that way from drinking. The way he's talking. All right, let's go back to a little more. These birds, birds. Look at the person. Jesus, fuck, daddy. You know, my Randy Watts is a person. Like eighty-year-old birds, probably. But this, brother, I, I just need to go fucking by myself. With my fucking underwear. I, I want to go with Jack. I need fifteen minutes. That's all. No fucking interference, brother. If I win, I will fucking donate. These guys are pros, buddy. Yeah? No problem, bro. No problem. I need 15 minutes. I need 15 minutes. Too much time. No, no, I need five minutes. No, no, I'm gonna do it for five. No, 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 no. I'm gonna do it for five. I'm gonna prepare for it. I'll call it. And I'll fucking make it. In that ring. Because I'm gonna kill the fucking guy. I'm talking to his first ring. My guy's in. But I'll put it out. I will not stop it. All right. Now, whoever did this has got to be one of his buddies. You know what I mean? To sell this. It looks like he's shot in a, on a phone while he's all wired and talking about killing somebody. And the phone looks hidden in the sh- like the because it's not like he's not like in full view. Yeah. But you know, how did we him. ever beat that guy for trending? That's uh, insane. That that's terrific. Whew, this video is totally insane. No, anybody who's been that wired has been in that fucking room before too. Just repeating shit over and over like an idiot. Not Why can't words. he be the new mayor of New York? Why is he stuck in Toronto? I wish. I just, you know, de Blasio would not have de Blasio a chance. is so dull. You see pictures of uh, de Blasio talking with Bloomberg? And no. Bloomberg just had his arms crossed. He's not even sticking well, look de Blasio. At him. I guess it was like a pre-mayor meeting or whatever since he's going out and de Blasio just won. Bloomberg just well, first miserable. of all, it's got to be fucked up because it's like another species. The the Blasio is like a, a a foot and a half taller than him, and there's this huge, which now being called a mandate, uh, for people to go back in and change the stuff that Bloomberg worked on for so many years. That's got to fucking piss you off. Oh, Bloomberg's miserable. He he loved being married. I mean, New York. basically, after being you know have the number one station for twelve years, he's finding out they're flipping the format, <laughs> and he can't believe it. He's out. He's, he's going. Who cares about that demo? 
I've been number one in classic rock all these years. Now you tell me you want to go top 40? He's going to New Zealand for vacation, is what the word is. He's going to go, just go away for a while. Where they're shooting the Hobbit movies? That's mean. Ouch. He's short, and that's bullying when you pick on a tiny man like that. Here's the thing about him, though. He goes anywhere he wants because he's got his own private plane. So on the way to New Zealand, he might go like this. You know what? Fuck it. Argentina. Why not? They got the fuel. Mm. Yeah, he's got unlimited money. Unlimited money. <laughs> so much money that while he was mayor, he didn't go to work and still is worth billions and billions more than when he stopped working. And didn't collect a mayor's salary. Why would he? Why would he want $85,000 a year when he's worth like $20 billion? Yeah, that's chump change. That doesn't mean anything to him. This new mayor is going to be living paycheck to paycheck. Um, Doug, you're on the Ronnie Fez show. Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, I may be a little late here, but uh, um, yeah, I'm uh, struggling with the whole uh, sobriety thing and uh, 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 God and everything else. And I, I have a feeling that I'm more into karma. Uh, you know, I think about... Uh, Movies like uh, Goodbye Charlie, remember that with mm-hmm. uh, yeah it, uh, Tony Curtis and uh, Doris Day, and of course uh, yeah um, uh, what's what call it the uh, Bill Murray movie yeah yeah but all uh, that stuff fits in with higher power yeah absolutely it does you can it is whatever you want it to be there's no definition. I don't know, dude. I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you, if you decide a lamp is your higher power, you're welcome to it. Yeah, well, I get up every morning, and I say, please, God. I'm not saying that. My, you know, reason to drink and let me be who you want me to be, and it doesn't happen. Yeah, that's fucking one step, dude. Are you fucking working your steps? Um, I'm trying. I got a sponsor, but... Sit down with your sponsor... I mean, the the fucking point is, if you want something, someone else to take away the desire, I still have a fucking desire to drink and do drugs every day. I just fucking maintain it. But when Chris Stanley brings in a fucking bottle of liquor, I'm like, oh, damn, it would be good to take a big fucking slug off that. He brings in his weed. I like. I'd like to smoke some weed. I don't think I've. I don't think I've lost a single thing about that. that yeah. That, oh, see, and I sit here. Today, and I think about the fact that, you know, I'm a creative guy, I, I, I work I in TV, I do that. all this other stuff, and I'm like, I want to be uh, Ernest Hemingway. Why, why can't I drink every day? Because Guess what? You can. Here's the fucking thing, dude. She's not your mom, all right? You want to go and drink every day and fight for the reason? Go out and do it. You sound like you don't want to fucking quit. Go out and drink until you fucking kill yourself. No one gives a shit. It's your life. No one gives a fuck. You don't have to fight with somebody else. I mean, just think, this this person that you're fucking yelling at is also struggling with her sobriety. So fucking walk away and drink. If that's the deal, nobody can make you. You're a big boy. Yeah, all right. Go get loaded. All right. Oh, what, what are you, crying now? 
No, 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 no. It's 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 good, man. It's it's all good. I hear you. Hey, don't fucking give me that shit. I, I'll, I hear I'll give you all the fucking shit in the world as this dude because nobody else is here to fucking pick you up. I'm not here to array to put a fucking magic wand over you. And sit around. You want to go and be Ernest Hemingway? That's what fucking adults get to do. But by the way, when you write a farewell to arms, I'll be glad to fucking read it. You know what I mean? You tell me you're a creative dude. Do you got a book done? No. No, you don't have a book done. So you're not Ernest Hemingway on that level either. And by the way, you think he's a brilliant guy. He ended up blowing his own fucking head off. That's a choice. I wouldn't sit around and tell Ernest Hemingway not to fucking do it. Anybody wants to do it can do whatever they want. That's the beauty of it. Anybody can. All right, Brian. Thanks, pal. See you in the funny pages. I would never in a million years sit down and tell Chris Stanley not to drink. That's his fucking choice. Thank you. But this whole whining thing of, oh, I do it and I made a wish and it didn't come true for me. You got to fucking work at it. That would be as insane to be sitting there eating um, donuts for breakfast saying, I wish every day I wouldn't do it. You know that's not the way to fucking quit eating donuts. You got to just quit eating donuts. Does it taste better to eat donuts? Yeah. So then you fucking say, I'm going to wear sweatpants all the time. Fuck it. But don't sit around and act like the world is somehow responsible because you can't sit in a chair all day eat donuts and not be thin. That's fucking crazy talk. You wonder why we're falling beyond the other countries. We're like, we're fucking pussies. Land of the free, home of the brave. You're free, and then you have to be brave enough to make whatever choices. You gotta deal with the repercussions of what you do. Crying to some fucking woman. Why can't I do everything? You're not fucking Ernest Hemingway. Elton John could write the shit out of fucking songs. He gets drunk, and he's an asshole like anybody else. So what? So what? Everything's got to be perfect all the time for everybody. Bunch of babies. The United States of the fucking infants we, we've become somehow. And this is coming from the guy who thought it would be a great idea to do hashtag Obama's great big boner. Worldwide, number one. Twitter won't let us run it anymore. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Thursday night football tonight. Who we got? Redskins, Vikings, Barn Burner. RG3 versus Adrian Peterson. Not going to stop, baby. I believe Jason can oh, No, Ponder is. Uh, Ponders. Ponders back in. He's quarterbacking. All right, here is a website called The Daily Dot who writes this. On the day Twitter went public, the company had a market valuation of $18.1 billion. Each of Twitter's 230 million users was worth $78. And in the U.S., this was the community's most important conversation. Why hashtag Obama's great big boner was America's number one <laughs> trending topic. <laughs> it might be thought of as a conservative anti Obamacare rally, but was just a prank. And then picture of Fez and I fucking whacked out years ago. 
Um, oh, and somehow Barker got picked up in that. Very funny stuff. Um, that is funny shit. Uh, first of all, did any of us even know that this was Twitter's big day? No. I had no idea. That's hysterical. I know they were, they were talking about it, but I didn't know today was the actual day. It's perfect. Let's go talk to somebody who always makes us feel better. It's Janice. Oh, hi, Ronnie. Yeah. I got to get up with the thing. I just feel so left behind. No, no you're right in the middle of it. This stuff. You're right in the middle of it. You know all about it. Oh, yeah. I'm trying. How's it coming? Uh, hmm. um, I don't know that you're talking about it anymore. Anymore, because you know I, I'm, I'm planning on having being one big happy family reunion. <laughs> when you get to heaven? Yep. <laughs> I know it's you know whatever crazy, but it makes me happy thinking that way. I'm trying to get out of the family reunion with the turkey coming up in a couple weeks. <laughs> you know I gotta say I've already fibbed and said, oh no, I, me and Stevie are gonna cook dinner. <laughs> I'm just going to stay by myself and watch football, be happy. Uh, Hicks, what are you doing? Are you going with your in-laws this year? I'm going to my girlfriend's parents' place. I think, yeah. wait, or maybe maybe someone, some her family. I'm going to spend it with her family. Sweet. That is nice. Hey. Get some wine up in me. It'll be good. <laughs> Faz, you going to Florida? No, I have the fam coming up here. We're going to go to the Macy's Day Parade. What do you mean by fam? Uh, the family. Oh, I didn't know you were in such a hurry. You yeah. couldn't say the whole word, word to us. And they all, <laughs> they all keep saying the same thing to me because they're very excited about seeing the parade. Yeah. But I have a, even a niece that says, yes, this is something to cross off my bucket list. And I keep oh, thinking that's no. kind of obscene to use the term bucket list if you're not really dying, like well, in the movie. No, everyone has a bucket list. No, I think you have to be terminal to have a bucket list. You don't think every person thinks, okay, now I've seen the Grand Canyon, so that one's done. I feel like that way when I travel most places. No, I, I like think, I can always say I've been to this spot. I think people have those things. They have those things they want to do. But using the actual phrase bucket list, I think, should be re reserved for terminal people. <laughs> mm. Can I say, going on whatever list it is, yeah. that riding on the train was the coolest thing. And if anybody ever has the time and the money, and you can do it, it's a blast. They got to do that at every crossing, you know. <laughs> it was great. And I know I can do it by myself, even though other people don't think I can. But me and my girlfriend had a blast. It was neat. And I had a sleeper car, like, in North by Northwest. God, I've never done that. Oh, that was on my awful. bucket list, Fez. Oh, are you sick? <laughs> mm -mm. No, it was great. cool. <laughs> and they really took good care of us, and it was great. How long was the trip? Well, let's see. A train takes twice as long as driving and costs twice as much as flying <laughs> <laughs> boy what a bargain you must have had the train to yourself and uh 
you know, freights have the right of way, so when they're <coughs> when they're on the track, they have to pull over, and the the freights go by. It's really cool. I, I can't wait to do it again. And like I said, people don't think I can do it by myself, but I know I can. <laughs> it's cool. Hey, we've only got three hundred thirty people left in the eliminator pool, our uh, football pool, and forty seven percent of them are taking the Titans against the Jags this week. Oh, so almost half the people. Why the Jags never win? It seems like the greatest <laughs> bet in the world. Mm. This seems like when they could get a win on. Could the Jags and Bucks go both go defeated this year? I think so. With what the what the Bucks did last weekend of winning again up until the last minute. Forget the last minute. They were up twenty-one to nothing. Yeah, twenty-one to nothing, and you're like. This team is, and then they just let it chip away at them, chip away at them. The only team the Bucks, I, I would say, have a pos- have a possibility to beat for the rest of the season, I'd say, is the Falcons. They ain't gonna beat the Lions. They ain't gonna beat the Panthers. They ain't gonna beat the Bills. They're they had left. Seattle. They had Seattle on the goddamn ropes last week. They're going to win. That was a fluke. Yes, that's what you play for, flukes. <laughs> when I was in St. Pete, the, that man's like the most hated man in Florida. <laughs> They're coach of the, the Bucks. They have the Dolphins on Monday Night Football. <clears throat> the game that Mike Tirico, who has to call it, described it as the mess in Miami versus the mess in Tampa. <laughs> <clears throat> you should have brought that up yesterday. I did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you love my Tariko. Such a mess. Uh, all right, Janice, nice to talk to you, honey. I love you guys. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Uh, Woody, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, uh, Million Bucks, guys. Uh, Fez, I just wanted to ask you, did you find uh, some fountain of youth or are you a vampire or what? We're all terminal. We all have a bucket list, buddy. Wow. We don't all have a disease at the yes, moment. Yes, you do. You are dying. Life is the disease. Everyone is dying. The second you are born, you start dying. You couldn't possibly do anything, everything there is to do in the world. That bucket list should be there if, if you're that type of person. My bucket list was always get rid of this bucket. I don't want to be carrying a bucket around with little pieces of paper. He carrying shit around. So I just got rid of it early on. <laughs> Uh, where are you taking out to dinner that night? I haven't decided yet. I got Dude, it narrowed down. You shouldn't be narrowed down. You should be. That's Thanksgiving night in the city where a lot of people fly here. You should have your stuff locked in by now. I've got most of it done. Flights are booked, hotel is booked. I'm talking about reservations for dinner that night. That's the most important part, man. Uh, I also got a thing from. Your, I guess, right-hand man is what we would call Polo. Man behind the man for Fez. Mm -hmm. Saying you haven't gotten back to him about his flight. No, I haven't. So He's starting to really freak out about it. I don't know what I'm going to do about that yet. Well, no payoff is one way to do it. That is always a, a great angle. How many people are going to be with you at Thanksgiving, Fez? Uh, four of us. Uh, four of them, plus me, five. Take them to a gay club. Dance party. i got to find one with a buffet. I've never... Even the gay sports bar didn't have food. Uh, Steve, you're on the Run of Fez show. 
Next time you guys have a day off, please do a best of Janice phone calls. I don't care how bad my day is when I hear her laugh. It just puts a smile on your face. She's actually one of my favorite people in the whole world as well. She's just very sweet. She's kind, and she she loves to laugh. That I'll you know. never forget Halloween where she screwed up when she was <laughs> she had us fooled, and then we heard the big Janice laugh. Peace. Uh, Shane, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, right, B. Uh, Fez gonna make him sleep on the floor on his nasty fold-out bed with cat hair all over it. Where are they sleeping, Fez? Uh, they uh, everybody's going to a hotel. Hmm. Nice. If you want, your sister and your niece can stay at my place. No, that's all right. Thank you. Cause a mother and child reunion. <laughs> What's this thing? Oh, this. What's the sleeping Bieber that you got up? Um, uh, there's controversy in Bieber's world. Apparently, a prostitute took a picture of Sleeping Bieber that he was with in Brazil. And when there's also pictures, we have the pictures of the prostitute up on the eye bang. I got news for you. Yeah. You sleep around a prostitute, and you're a fucking crazy person. <laughs> and he's like passed out like on a sofa bed. Like this is a real grimy spot he's at. Yeah. Well, what do you expect to be? Here she is. Tatiana Neves Barbosa. I'd rather fall asleep at the fucking train station. <laughs> this is what Bieber likes. I got news for you, dude. I don't think it's a she. Think it's a trap? Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a fucking cock in there somewhere. Well, also there's... That looks like Watley in a red bikini. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. There's also... Uh, there's controversy. At 14 seconds in, people believe they see a dildo on the uh, nightstand. Yeah, that dildo? Yeah. That's Bieber's dick. <laughs> he put on a strap-on. Rich in Fort Myers. Yes. Yes. You gotta run and make that reservation, man. They, they, they Thanksgiving by now? Fez, how long ago did I give you the restaurants? Oh, about six weeks ago. At oh least. God. I gave him the names of the restaurants to go to. Because he's like, I don't even know if we want to do turkey. I'm like, it's Thanksgiving in New York. You got to do turkey. Oh, Fez. What else are you going to do? You know where they, he's going to fucking... They love Arby's. Christ. That's disgusting. They don't love it. They just take it. <laughs> All right. That's it for us. Fez will hand out that prize tomorrow. Congratulations, Ron and Fez listeners. Dominate. Time.com for the comments. And then on BuzzFeed and worldwide number one on Twitter. Fantastic. See you guys in here tomorrow. And that's the end of my show. Donk. <laughs>